Coming to you from the Recycle Garage, it's Sunny Santa Cruz. This, this, as you all know, this is week three that we're without our captain. Uh, and the crew is revolting. Or at least, I have uh, well, we've always been revolting in many ways. Why is the swinging her dick around here? Knocks <laughs> underpants are particularly revolting. However, Clearly. Um, this is going to be a very nostalgic show because uh-huh. we've got a couple of voices that we haven't heard in a long time. Knock, who have we got in the room tonight? In the house tonight, we've got Micah. Charlie is the reason I carry napkins all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of napkins, Charlie. I was trying to draw a dick in the air and I dropped the beer, okay? <laughs> it's a very complicated shape. Draw one on your chest next time. There's a lot of curves in that. <laughs> We've got our host, Emma. Oh, hello, darlings. Boardman Biggle. Vacation, all I ever wanted. Vacation, have to get away. All right. Uh, Isaac? I don't need napkins so long as I'm wearing pants. <laughs> Isaac, it's nice to have you back, dear. Thank you. It's nice yeah, to Yeah, it's be been back. a while, dude. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Nock. Hi, how you guys doing? Hey. And then we got Scott. Greetings from the island of Dirty Knuckles. Yeah. And we have Henry. Hey, what's up? John. We've got such a long way to go. Make it to the border of Mexico. So I'll ride. Ride like the wind. Uh, <laughs> and the last, John, That's it's, it's nice to have you back, too. Last Thank but not you. least, our own Naked Jim. Hey, uh, Emma was on fire today at the garage. On fuego. It was like an awesome today watching you do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my, yeah. yes. So we'll get to that. We'll get to uh, what we Bites do today. Got fixed, but what Peace we're going to do... We've got an action-packed show today. It's it's just it's a golden Look shower. Look at your fucking of, knee. Look at your knee. Yeah, I know. We <laughs> are still wearing those goddamn fucking pants. You should get some new pants for God's sakes. I can see I your spontaneous. I, I can see your chonies. I don't it's want giving I, me feelings. We'll start a GoFundMe. It's giving me feelings. I didn't notice your little your vajayjay vent over there. Yes, I know. <laughs> so um, well, we got to vent it out sometimes. We've got an action-packed show. Yeah. This week, the first thing we're going to do, simply because she's so tired, and yeah. this is the second time. Just like last week. <laughs> just like last week. Um, Micah's Micah is literally just back in town. If you remember last week, she just got back from uh, Women Riders World Relay. Mm-hmm. This week, she just got back from Babes Right Out. Babes right out. Tell us fucking, all about it, Micah. Um I hate camping, but this was amazing. <laughs> don't worry, we'll camp more. Okay. God. Now there are gonna be people in the world who really don't know what Babes Right Out is about. So Ooh. start at the beginning. <laughs> um so Babes Right Out is an event that happens every year that a bunch of women get together and camp and ride motorcycles for a couple days. Um nice. this year there was nineteen hundred women, I heard. Holy um, shit, really? Yep. Wow. Yep. How many of them were topless? Uh, oh, I, only, oh my God. I only saw all of them a few not, because it was very, very cold. We we I time. only saw a few hundred. We Sorry, that was bad. And seconds. Not, that we is a perfect example seconds. why men are not allowed to be I know. I know. 
excited. Oh my god, I got it. No, that's why I brought it up. I got it on Friday and I was like, oh my god, it's just women and motorcycles for two days. I'm in fucking heaven. So where where was it? It's been in Joshua Tree in the past, right? Where was it this year? This was the first year that it moved to Santa Margarita. Mm. Um, Actually, it was technically a Tascadero. Um, But it was a cool little campsite. It was directly off of El Camino Real. That's not too far. Was it near the lake? There's a lake over there. I have no clue. No, it's it's close to the freeway and the railroad track. I know that neck of the woods very well. It's probably a lake of whiskey. A ton of riding um, because, transition, we had lots of bike issues. We had uh, 10 people in our camp, and seven of them, including myself, had issues with their bike this weekend. Nice. Um, So we started out, we met up on Friday. I met with the Santa Cruz Litas um, because I've ridden with them before and they Mm -hmm. go up every year. Okay, so so tell us a little about the Litas. They're fantastic. So Litas are a motorcycle club across the United States and maybe out of it too. Um, But they've got chapters all over. The Santa Cruz Mm -hmm. Litas are fantastic. I've ridden with them before. They do uh, a couple rides a year that are just Lita rides, um, but otherwise they just ride to events for the most part. Right. Um, And it's just a bunch of women who ride together. It's fantastic. And it's Um, a broad range of motorbikes as well, I saw from the pictures. From a couple of Harleys. Most of it is Harleys. A lot of them ride Harleys because a lot of what they do is touring. Um, They go to a lot of cool events, and so that's really like what is a good bike for what they do. Um, I, of course, is on my FC6. We also had Bex was riding Trinity. Um, I... uh, there was also a girl on a Ducati Scrambler. There was a girl mm. on a KLX 650. Um, nice. There was another bike that was not a Harley. I do not remember what it was. Um, but yeah, so we started the weekend. We met up, and uh, apparently the day before we met up on Thursday, two different girls uh, had both dropped their bikes or had issues with their bikes. We met up, and then immediately, as soon as like this one girl got there, she forgot her kickstand wasn't down when she was trying to lean it over, oh, and her no, bike fell no. over. Um that only happens in front of other people. It only happens right. in front of other yeah. people. And it's like a beautiful fucking Ducati Scrambler. Oh, and it didn't no. have any anything on it. It was fine afterwards. It's a dirt bike now. But it was yeah. just like, okay, cool. Glad we got that it's out of the way. To. LOL. Perfect. Um, and then on Saturday... Oh, Friday camping, by the way, was um, a little bit miserable because they ran out of... So you couldn't bring your own alcohol. They ran out of the free alcohol at 8. Of course. And then the food lines, they ran out of food. Food lines were two hours long the entire night. Um, Okay, hold on a second. So this was a catered and free booze event? It was not catered. It was free booze. Um, But there was food trucks. There's two food trucks and a coffee truck. Okay, for, for, for nineteen like, hundred women. Oh, Ooh. that's a um, lot. Goddamn, that's yeah. not the water rocks. area. They advertised free water. The water area was the was by where all the party stuff was happening, which coincidentally is the farthest place from camp. Mm. Um, so that was not my favorite. Um, but I brought a camelback, uh, which was amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. Friday night it got down to twenty eight degrees. I heard oh. one woman say <laughs> it was the weather said it was going to be forty at oh, the lowest. Man. So yeah. a lot of girls were freezing their asses off. I was not stoked. Um, but uh, then on f- 
our Saturday ride, we they have um, route maps uh, that you can just grab one and then go do it. They don't have like planned uh, rides that people can do. It's just kind of like grab a route that you want to do mm-hmm. uh, and then grab a bunch of women that you want to go with and then go do that. We started off our ride. We were riding to breakfast before going to do that because we weren't standing in more fucking lines. Smart um, how far was breakfast like in town? How much was how far? Was five town? miles. Okay. Yeah, okay. it was not far at all. Um, Atascadero is nice. Yeah, it, it was great. Um, but we got almost there. We were directly across the street when um, we had to pull over because a girl was on the highway um, and her uh, uh, front tire popped off the bead. Oh, um, nice. So she was going 85 and all of a sudden couldn't steer. Oh, oh shit. Um, so she we, we got off the highway. Down? No, she didn't go down. She kept it up. Um, wow. And then Wait, we what? pulled into a gas station because it was directly off the highway. What bike was it? Sorry. Uh, Harley. I don't know Harley's. So was a it, Harley. That must have wheel? been V-twin. Spoke wheel. Spoke wheel. Okay. Yep. okay. Um, must have been criminally so, low air pressure. No. So what happened was, so we got it towed and then we went, um, we actually, it was perfect timing. We finished breakfast when the tow truck got there. It was perfect. Um, and then we followed her to the Harley shop um, that was only like 25 minutes away. It wasn't that bad at all. And it was okay. gorgeous. We like went through Morro Bay. It was beautiful. Um, so that was actually a nice ride over there. Um, but then we found out that when it had been, her when her tube had been installed, it had been like slightly folded. So just going over a pothole, like Pinch fucked flat. it up. Exactly. Um, but we also heard at the Harley dealership, so camp was on all these star thistles and like mm. a bunch of uh, like dry brush. Oh, and no. the star thistles were going through people's tires. Oh, oh, shit. Uh, oh shit. They were going shit. through all uh, like the tents and Damn. people's air mattresses oh. and stuff, but also tires. And so we ended up camping all the way at the farthest part you could from anywhere, um, but in a small dirt section. And we were able to find, we were there and then two other groups joined us. Um, and we just got that section as soon as we could so that we could make sure that we like got a section that was livable um, for the couple days that we were there. Um, And then, so... We had that issue. She was like, go on writing. And we were like, no, fuck that. We're yeah. staying with you. You're part of our group. Um, this is what we do. Nice. Um, and then we once we left, um, of course, immediately there was the second issue of the day, which was... Uh, and this is just person, on Saturday. This yes? is on Saturday. <laughs> yep. Um, a, one of our members was blocking... Um, and then as we were turning right, because um, it like the light had turned red as we were turning. Um, and so then a car immediately, as soon as it had turned green for them, they had started to go and they honked at her and then tried to go around her. Oh, um, and then yeah, they boy. went super, super close to her, which caused her to drop her bike. Um, oh, and so she was on comms with us and was like, hey, get that, stop that car, get their license plate and stuff. Uh, we were able to get a picture of them and their license plate. Um, and then we were like, well, what do you want to do? And she was like, let's just keep going. So we were still planning on doing the route, which would include a free tour at the Firestone Walker Brewery. Oh, yeah. Because they okay. uh, support the event. They were the people who gave us the free 805 oh, nice. beer. It was okay. fucking awesome. They had like babes right out cans this year. It was great. Um, and then as we were, so we decided to keep going. Um, by that time, it was probably like three. Um, we'd started our ride to breakfast at 10. Um, and oh, while we were at Harley, they also said that they had to replace 12 batteries um, so far. Wow. Oh my God. At, at like one ish. I mean, 12 out of that. 1900 isn't too bad. No, but still, it was just a lot of things happening. And they'd have to replace some tires too. Um, yeah. Okay. And then we got off the highway, and this is when I had my issue. Um, I was sweeping for the group as I had been the whole weekend. Um, You're and, being reliable, huh? Yeah. And my clutch lever 
wouldn't move. It was stuck out. So mm. I'm coming up to the group of women who are all slowing down for a stoplight, and my oh. clutch isn't moving. And oh, I was, shit. oh my god, it was the terif- most terrifying feeling. I was like, fuck, I'm going to crash into these girls. Mm. So I just fucking banged it down into first. So I was like, mm. I'm, I'd rather ruin my fucking clutch than like hurt these people, sure, run into yeah. them. Um, I like banged my Cena with my shoulder um, and got onto comms with the leader and one other girl who you was on comms with us. Activated your Cena with your shoulder. Yeah, I just like That's whacked dumb. it over. <laughs> That's um, fucking dumb. And I was like, my clutch lever isn't working. I have to keep going because we were on the off ramp. And so it wasn't a safe place for me to stop. And if right. I stopped, I didn't know that my clutch lever was going to work for right. me to be able to start the bike again comfortably and then move it over. We were kitty corner, like the end of the um, uh, off ramp was kitty corner from a gas station. So I was like, I'm going to that gas station. I'm running this fucking red light. I'm going to get there. I would, um, yeah. And then a... Uh, one girl who was not on comms didn't realize anything was happening uh, didn't I went around the Bane group and then she pulled out in front of me and so I avoided her um, but ended up going over a bunch of trash and then I, I was up and then I was down uh, oh, it was just shit. one of those like my brain stopped recording in the meantime uh, it was just like uh, okay. all of a sudden I was down and the bike was going Oh, yeah. uh, so, did, you, did you remember if it was the front or the rear end, or did you just? I, I don't know. Out? I was okay. just down okay. uh, all just of a sudden. Washed so out on track. What was yeah. wrong with your clutch? No fucking clue. It was fine so when I you went to pick the, it up. I hit the uh, engine shut off. Um, I and then I like got like Hold out on of there. Second. You're okay though. I'm okay. I was wearing my full gear. I've You're got a little sore. bruise and a little. Um, okay. I lost a little tiny, tiny bit, like the first layer of skin yeah. How's uh, the on bike? my right leg. Oh, oh, I've gotten new scratches where there were old scratches. It's fine. Perfect. <laughs> like, okay, good. Yeah, yeah Charlie I, fucked that bike a long time. I ago. did a number on. I high side of that bike. I low side of that bike. So <laughs> the problem mid side of that bike. Earlier, when we were at the Harley dealership, I'd made a comment about how I never dropped the bike. I did knock on wood, but apparently the bike Don't gods were like, shit. fuck no, you. Don't do that shit. <laughs> that cursed, yeah, that yep. cursed you for sure. Absolutely. Like so we, um, I, I got some help picking my bike back up, and um, the clutch was working fine. I rode it over to the uh, gas station. They were all like, what the fuck happened? I was like, ah, what the fuck happened? Um, and we looked at it. I had several other people look at it, because I was like, I can't, like, <laughs> Do this right now is so much uh, adrenaline, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then they couldn't find anything wrong with it. My shifter was bent um, when the bike went down, mm-hmm. um, so we mm-hmm. bent that back out. Um, Did you use a shovel? I have a history of shovels. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, some of the girls had tools, and I had some cool. tools, so we were able to just like, jer- uh, what sword? Fucking get it back out. Leverage yeah. it out. Was yeah. it a hydraulic or wire clutch? Yeah, cable. It's That's a cable clutch about. on that bike. Cable clutch. No shit. Um, yeah. So it, it had to have been the lever. I don't it's know. It's because it's a Chinese lever. With the lever, um, but I I did have a. This is probably not it. But when you came in, they wrapped a, a wristband around your handlebars to say like this bike has been checked. We're good. Um, <laughs> oh, and they had put one of those around my clutch cable and my handlebar. But I don't think that that's no, the problem. No. I don't. I, I kind of think that. There might have been dirt in there or whatever, and just from the vibration, it might have just made it kind of seize up a little bit or something. And once you knocked it, you impacted it, and then it loosened it back up. That's the best guess I have. Um, we hmm. had some chain lubes, so we just lubed the clutch lever, yeah. and we were uh, half a mile from the from Firestone Walker, and so we were like, "Fuck it, we're getting a beer." <laughs> so we went, and we had nice. dinner there because they've got a, like a nice dinner place. That nice. was the best. I shared a burger and a tri-tip sandwich with another girl. 
that was the best tri-tip fucking sandwich I've mm. had in my life. Mm. Well, you know, Noted. that neck of the woods, um, San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, mm-hmm. um, stuff Santa Maria, that is the home of the tri-tip. Yeah, it That's was where oh, they invented amazing. that. So oh. it better Probably be right over. Cuts. Huh? Yeah. Oh, so fucking good. If you have a chance to go to the Firestone Walker uh, brewery, they also had a brewery tour. We were too late, but it was five by the time we got there. Um, so we weren't able to do the tour, but it was fantastic <laughs> food, lovely people. We tried the Rosalie, which is a beer and rosé. It's really interesting. Yeah. It was super refreshing. Okay. Um, it was fantastic. Exactly what we all were oh. wanting. I think we got like six of those, and then one of the one other woman got a Pivo Pills, but everyone else was like, fuck this pink beer. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So what time did you guys get back to the campsite? We split off into two groups, and then, um, so I went to the fuck it, we're going to the store, and then we're going back to camp group. Um, there was yeah. the other group of four women versus our group of also for women because we other people had split off by then um the other group who had gone on a fun ride because they wanted to do some fun stuff on the way back Mm -hmm. they ended up um one of them had an issue with her bike we never figured out like (laughs) what happened but it basically meant that she pulled over and a girl behind her pulled over but the other two people in the group had kept going Mm -hmm. and they tried to turn around and find her but they couldn't find her and she and the other girl ended up just coming back to camp and then the other pair ended up coming back to camp but that was our fourth issue of the day sixth out of the weekend (laughs) and then today on the ride back home there was actually two more issues but not but some people had repeated issues where mechanicals essentially well one person ran over something and so we stopped because she was like i ran over something i felt like my bike was weird and she Mm. like because everything had been going wrong over the weekend so we were like (laughs) so she stopped immediately and we checked it out she was all good um before that when a woman and her husband hadn't met us it was really cute they were like he joined us for like five minutes of the ride before they split off to go back to monterey Mm -hmm. um but there was a piece of a huge piece of cardboard like bigger and taller than the bike uh, oh, shit. And it was in the road uh, as we were splitting off. Um, Crazy. And her, it, w- it had been blown off to the side, but it was still like blowing around a little bit. Her husband went past it, and then she was following him, and it like was somehow blown right back into the road. Yeah. And it was like I watched it like go like right past her. It was right next Ooh. to her. She barely oh. got through it, um, which was amazing because she has been. She's a newer rider. That was her first group ride. She was oh, like really shit. worried all weekend, and she just fucking killed it it was cool. amazing right. to watch she, it was awesome but that Trial was all of our issues over the course of the weekend cool. so um you left santa margarita what time this morning uh we left uh camp at 8 30 and then uh dilly dallied and got breakfast and then we took the fast way home we just took 101 yeah and then uh at salinas got on to 68 okay yeah and that'll then do took it one home from there. So that was the whole of Saturday. You you personally didn't go on any weird rides on some strange roads at all, or just kind of did the A to B kind of we thing? We wanted or? to do it, but with just with all our mechanical issues, we just weren't able to. It wasn't in the cards <laughs> yeah, for us. Right, but yeah. we weren't the only group that had stuff like that happen. Right. Yeah. I talked to some other women, and Oof-ta. there was all kinds of stuff happening all weekend. Um, there yeah. was one girl who told us that she had been, she and her friend uh, were stuck on the side of the road. They had called AAA, but AAA was getting calls all over that area. So they were like, we right. can't send anyone right now. You're kind of stuck. Right. And so wow. some other man uh, pulled up in his truck and he was like, hey, are you guys from Babes? My wife is there. Do you guys need help? Yeah. And they, cool. were, they were like, yeah. And so he helped bring her uh, bike in his truck to a mechanic shop. 
cool. which was nice. fantastic. And God. then he actually ended up running into them again later when another girl that they met up with was having a different issue. Oh my God. So, oh, yeah, there was all kinds of issues, but all kinds of just women fucking tackling it and being able cool. to, like, Good. do it all. It but was really amazing. my question to you, yeah. Micah, you're going back next year. Oh my God, yes. Absolutely. See, and there it is. Oh my Because we had a conversation about this in the parking lot, and you said, yeah, it was kind of hokey. They need to get the bugs out. There were problems, but it was great. Oh my God, it was fantastic. I I keep talking about, I'm telling stories about it. And I'm like, oh yeah, they ran out of alcohol. Oh yeah, they stopped the uh, party stuff at 10 because they were doing quiet hours. Oh yeah, it was just all smelly porta potties and fucking cold camping and dirty and gross and oh my god I was surrounded by just women and motorcycles for two days I can't imagine a better thing Mm -hmm. to do for a weekend I got a a question as well so one more thing so like from what I understand like this is the largest number of people that's ever attended this event oh no no No, there's more in Joshua Tree in previous years it was quite a lot bigger okay because yeah I was thinking it got bigger and then the quality of the event well you know dropping kind of a thing Inevitably, there's there's like growing pains. There's growing pains, mm-hmm. and you get it just right, and then something kind of goes wrong, and there's a maximum number. Got, but got it. what Micah, what you said was kind of interesting mm-hmm. is the people who plan the event think like by year seven and this is the seventh one mm-hmm. yeah yeah that people are kind of getting tired of the same thing so they sure. try something new yeah they try something new i believe last year at joshua tree there was like six thousand the year before God when damn, I, really they yeah, were only the year, selling two thousand tickets for this right. one too oh, oh, the wow. year before when Love i was it. there there was five thousand so these were quite big events oh, but this was wow. a deliberately smaller event mm-hmm. okay um, um was there was babes in the dirt part of that particular weekend or was that a separate no event? so there's a uh, babes ride out east coast there's babes ride out which is just the which is the west coast which is where it started and then mm-hmm. there's babes ride out in the or babes ride in the dirt which mm-hmm. is just all events that the group babes ride out plans right. and you buy tickets for and it. i believe and yeah. perhaps some of our european listeners can fill us in on this i think they're starting babes ride out in um yes uk in the uk and in european towns too yep. I, th- I think it's it. just starting i wanted to say there's like babes ride out London or something. BRO in Europe. So um, they're what? great events, and it's it it's just a wonderful event. Um, unfortunately, most people in this room can't go. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> but I, we can. Isaac, did you have a how many? Does you want to? Or? Yeah, I, I was just curious, kind of what it's like being around a bunch of motorcyclists without any guys to assume that you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Fan fucking test. Like honestly, what's I mean, what's right? Like? I, I talked a little bit about it. So last which one's your week. boyfriend's bike? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I was telling a story. I was once walking in a, uh, I was walking in a hospital hallway visiting a friend and I was the only one there. It was like 630 in the morning Mm. and uh, one guy came out um, who worked there and he, I was the only person in the hallway, only person I'd seen. And he was like, oh, so what is your boyfriend ride? (laughs) It, it's so like that's so weird, dude. like that was the first thing to see the obvious and then like make a puzzle of it anyway. <laughs> and you know the strangest thing, you know what is the answer that, would be? I don't know. Go ask him, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> but you know the the strange thing, and we've covered this in Emma's history holes in the past. I mean, women on bikes have been around since day one, mm-hmm. but 
Even so, it's still to a certain extent seen as an exclusively masculine you know, occupation. You know what's fucking and there's weird? There's no reason there should be. You yeah. know what's weird is like it's fetishized. Yes, it is. It's and, very and, fetishy. And like, yeah, and it's not like taken as, unfortunately, not as taken seriously as it should be. Right. To yeah. answer your yeah. question, Isaac, um, anytime. <laughs> In my experience, anytime you put a group of women together and you're like, cool, you like this thing, and then they're like, cool, you like this thing? I like this thing, too. And then it's like <laughs> an immediate, easy friendship. And so it was just Fucking that nerds. with <laughs> 1,900 people. Nice. It's yeah. just immediate, like, you can talk to anyone there. Uh, we were walking past, and this one girl was, like, dragging her stuff, so we ended up helping her uh, bring her stuff over to her camp, and she, like, gave us one of her, like, spiked seltzers and stuff like nice. that. It's just... That she didn't and, bring because you weren't allowed to bring anything. No, no, nothing happened. No alcohol. <laughs> Only beer. Um, no, but it's just fantastic. It's just a bunch of people that become your friends so easily. I laughed all weekend. It was I, awesome. I actually had two, uh, well, I had a bunch of women in my class this weekend, and two of them were actually, I overheard them talking about babes right out. I was mm-hmm. like, I think that's this weekend. They're like, really? I was like, yeah, I think my friend's Mike is there right now. Yep. Right. Well, yeah. they'll hopefully they they'll be there going in, next year. Uh, yeah. in, in they 2020. Both, they both passed, so they'll yeah. be probably uh, going next year. Did you make new friends? Oh, absolutely. Some more Instagram shit going yeah. on? Or so that was cool. I, there was people that I hadn't met before but knew through Instagram. that I had mm. been following them through Instagram, and I got to meet them. There was um, a musical artist that I like um, who rides motorcycles was there, and that was really cool. I didn't talk to her. I was like, cool, she's doing her own thing. I don't want right. to like get into her who all the time. Someone whose privacy I'm respecting. Oh, um, oh okay. no! But it was. It she was doesn't super want to plug. Cool. That's okay. Uh, but she, she, she does not need one. Oh. No fucking worries. She's, <laughs> she's okay. extremely okay. famous. I mean, it's somebody you'd know straight away. I think uh, her Grammys oh. are chilling. But she was there. Cool. The she was there for the bikes, and I mean, that's cool. the important yeah. thing. Well, right. and so they had. I, I really wanted to talk about this for a second. Um, sure. Jesse Combs, um, mm-hmm. who passed away a couple weeks ago, months ago, mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um, she was a big, had big involvement with Babes Right Out, um, and so they had a booth uh, for her so it was a little tent and it was right next to where they were doing all the um, all the like classes like they had a welding class and stuff like that and uh, people were told if you have a picture of you with Jesse, if you want to bring cool. or write a memory oh, cool. or it's something. A shrine, huh? Yeah, it was just a little nice, tent. Nice. But yeah, the coolest cool. thing was there was um, the welding was being done <laughs> off the same generator as the lights were. Uh. In her <laughs> so the lights would flicker every few minutes, and that's I cool. didn't know her, but I know that she would love that. Yeah, that's, yeah. it was just so like opening your heart like wow so you're saying there were like classes and like hands-on kind of stuff what were they and like um did you find them fascinating or did you participate in any of that stuff or what was going on i didn't get a chance um one of one member of our group uh did one of the welding classes um but it was it was a 20 dollars suggested donation Uh there was some that i was interested in that i didn't get a chance to just because it's so much to do in two days yeah um and by the time i had like checked out the area the party area the first night all the classes were done um and Mm. so i would have had to do stuff the second day which obviously didn't happen yeah um but they had welding classes they had like a tank painting class or something like that they had all kinds of little things Um, and then they also had uh, like Cena had a booth Um, Harley was doing test rides and I think that they had a class for women who haven't ridden before so you can drive in also Um, and then 
you, like people come in the, on the back and stuff. Um, so they had classes to get people into writing, which is really cool. Nice. Um, and they had, uh, I don't remember the name of the company, but there was some a gear company there. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, there was 805 giving away their beer. A slow and low whiskey was doing... Uh, I don't know mm. if it was free or if you had to pay for it. I'm not do into they, whiskey. Do they so. still have Sailor Jerry rum? Because I think they were there in mm. uh, Joshua Tree, so they probably pulled out. No, they were not there. Um, mm. But they also had a ton of merch. Um, I wished that they had more choices almost. There was already like a lot, a lot of choices, but they ran out of most things um, wow, by the wow. second night. And then they were saying, oh, yeah, anything that doesn't get sold out this weekend will post online. I doubt that anything is being posted online yeah, unless wow. they like save stuff, stuff specifically mm. for it. Yeah. I ended up spending uh, a, a little over a third of the money that I bought on or brought on uh, merch because <laughs> cool. cool. But you cool. actually bought yourself a new Sainer as well, didn't you? I didn't brought uh, I bought two shirts and I bought a cup. Okay, cool. Wait, what time did you uh, did you guys leave today? So eight thirty. Eight thirty. Had oh, breakfast geez. and headed back up here. Yeah, I but, I got home around two ish because we had breakfast and we were taking gas stops sure. and uh, we ended up only like riding like two or three hours to get back um, it wasn't super bad but yeah. there was just yeah, lots of stuff and then I went home and showered yeah and, well, you, and, you, yeah. you actually look pretty beat but not as beat as last week oh my god last <laughs> I mean I did like half the miles that I did last week yeah. Yeah. Was, I counted yeah. it up so, and it was 489 or something but like you know that what Micah wow. you were crushing it right now <laughs> not, I mean, not you, my school work Look, you just gotta become biker trash and right. travel the country. Yeah, yeah exactly. You just gotta drink <laughs> beer, ride motorcycles. All, <laughs> all you've got to do is just figure out those priorities, Mike. Yeah. yeah, and it sounds like you've got it. them right right but now. Hey, at least you're getting an A in biker shit. Yeah. Yeah. As long as biker shit pays the bills. So, is there anything you would like to add, Mike? Because we're actually gonna do. We're going to do a double dumper. We've got a second ride report. This yes, we do. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I was talking in my helmet on the way back. I was like, what am I going to talk about? Well, you talk um, lots. I mean, yeah. you know, I right now... It's just fantastic. Yeah, right it, now, I think yeah. any... Women who are listening to our podcast right now are going to be like, I'm going to Babes Ride Out next year. You should go to Babes Ride Out. If you don't go to Babes Ride Out, go to some women-only event. I I swear to God, it's so different from any of the men or, like, co-ed ones that I've been to. Even, like, writing um, is so different because... Uh, with men around it's like a lot of go 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 there's um, okay don't take your helmet off it stops because we gotta go there's Mm. um, we gotta like ride super fast and do all these twisties and stuff and you can find that if that's something that you want to do but also I got to just like ride relaxed and there was also we got to um, I was with a group of lots of Harley riders and people who are wanting to go a lot a little slower (laughs) but I still got to uh, sweep which is more of an advanced thing that you're doing so i got to do advanced techniques um and but also do the fun stuff and hang out with my friends oh, and chill so great. there's something for everyone ah. it's fantastic there weren't bugs it was awesome how long have you been riding now <laughs> like two years almost three years no. three years, three years. Yeah. i remember think? when she ah. swung a leg over her first motorbike that was the hardest thing to do with my bike all packed today i was like struggling ah. <laughs> so did well, you think like three years ago I'll be going out and doing crazy dumb biker shit with a bunch of women in the middle of goddamn nowheres and it, and camping? I yeah. mean, 
I think yes she knew. Yes and no. Yeah, she yes, knew. because I'm dating Charlie, and Charlie is a terrible example of how to get into motorcycles. <laughs> I don't know he what just, you're talking about. No, no, no. About. It's, oh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Awesome. Because he like looks at something, and he's like, oh, I'll do that. And then he does it perfectly on his first try. It's the fucking worst. I hate it. Oh, it's awful. Hey, I he fuck you, Charlie. He everything he fuck does. You. I love him. Hey, I've crashed <laughs> a few motorcycles, a lot of motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> in my day. But uh, it's also like crazy to be doing all this stuff i like in yeah. the past two weeks i've put another 1500 miles on my bike Brad. i need to do an oil change so bad yeah, right I did not check your do chain too by the way oh, yeah, yeah. should also maybe yeah. check your valves because i never did that and your bike has like <laughs> over forty thousand miles on it. that's a myth you don't need to check valves <laughs> oh, okay my <laughs> god I, uh, I think they're tapping. Awesome. So, so um, Micah, what a great ride report. Thank you so much. Um, you know what? I'm going to dive into the next ride report right sure. now. We're going to talk about what we did today. But, Scott, we meant yeah. to do this last week, and I do apologize. We kind of ran out of time. Are you guys taking off right now, or are you just talking? talking? Yes, I need to eat dinner. All right, guys. Oh, see you in a bit. Okay. You guys Bye, Micah. Bye. You taking off to Charlie? Bye. All right. Ciao, Charlie. All right, take it easy, guys. Wait, whatever. Um, <laughs> bye. So, Scott, you've been kind of busy, haven't you, riding? Yes, I have. There's the the one thing about picking up two backyard motorcycles earlier this summer, right after I started a new job. Right. My wife thought I was crazy, and of course that kept me busy working on this stuff. And then in September, I was riding in three different countries within three weekends. Ooh, which ones? That is wild. It was yeah, it was a cool opportunity. Oh. I was in Germany. There's a a group of colleagues that I ride with every year there and we choose a different place in Germany every year this one was in Odenwald which is oh god I know the Odenwald so well uh, yeah Bad Koenig yes we were based out of and they've got in Germany they've got um, a bunch of these lodges that turn into motorcycle dedicated lodges over the summer nice and they've got all the artwork I mean it's like here you got the bikes all over the walls you've got you know bike artwork and you know you can park your bikes there they lock them up in the garage overnight you're sitting around a big family table having beers with your mates after Mm. after the day's ride it's just a greatest oh fantastic so um i know the odenwald is absolutely mm-hmm. what it's beautiful it's exactly the odenwald is what you would expect to see on the box of like very expensive cookies or chocolates it's exactly <laughs> it's well, that kind of scenery the, the yeah. french the french had a comment about that the following weekend Jim, so, so so did you rent a bike like from a BMW? Yeah, that was going to be my question. Or? So how'd you how'd you get a bike over there? Yeah, uh, it's pretty easy to rent. Yeah, there's this place in uh, um, Arlhagen, which is near Darmstadt, just a little south of Frankfurt, and I've been renting from them for the past several years when I go over for this ride. And is it a BMW dealership? They've got Beamer. They've got. Um, Honda Yamaha too. Oh, that's I think. cool. Oh, so yeah, you're like a, oh. they're they're a pretty good sized dealership, and they're oh, on the nice. outskirts of town, so they can afford to have a big floor space. But this was, uh, yeah, both of the weekends in Europe, it was an F800 GT. Oh, okay, that's a nice What's choice. What's that like? It's do a we, lot different. Do we get those over here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think okay. so. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice choice. That's the uh, sport touring. Of yeah, the that's F-800. a nice choice. Yeah. I have. Yeah, I've I mean, it. Everyone says the same thing about those F800s. That's like a really lusty engine. And oh. well, how did you find it? Because you were no. Well, before we go on, lusty. You, you are used to big capacity bikes. Yeah. You're riding a Sprint, mm-hmm. which is uh, there's very few bikes on the road that have the torque curve of a Triumph Sprint. I love the way that motor feels. Um, and then you've got the ST, right? 
um, 13, which is also a very, very high torque mm-hmm. engine. So, you know, the, the 800 may feel a bit pedestrian compared to those two. It was a little softer in the power but department. But for what it is, yeah. it is a great engine. It was really capable. It would do everything I asked of it. And it was it was really agile. It felt a lot lighter than what I'm used to riding. Right. Yeah. But um, and it lost my iPhone coming back from. Oh, boom. Oh. So if anybody's considering doing this, yeah. Um, how long would you? It was weekend ride, a week long ride. You know, if you can swing a whole week, great. But this is business travel, and I happen to be there for three weekends in a row. I mean, three on the road, three weekends in a row. So first weekend um, in Odenwald, oh. and then the second weekend, I met up with some other friends, not colleagues, in Saarbrücken, and we rode in the Vosges area of France for a oh, day. Nice. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, it's funny because the the French were saying they didn't like how manicured Germany is. They think you're in a theme park, like it's Disneyland <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> you, you yeah, well, okay, that can kind what, of dovetail you, in. You know what's nice about those BMW bikes, those, like when I was in Scotland, is the the protection. So if you get in some yep. inclement weather, you yep. know, which right. you're more likely to there, it's really nice to have all that protection those BMWs offer. The so, GT was good for that. Did right. you rent gear as well? Oh, no, no, no. I've, I've got this Samsonite rolling duffel bag, and the arrow stitch folds up in the bottom of it, and then my helmet and boots fit in the top of it. Oh, wow. And it's, it's got backpack straps on it that zip up uh, under a flap. So That's that's interesting oh, yeah. because you know we're we're in the kind of time now where every single thing you pull onto a plane potentially you could get charged for yeah. you know um and actually having gear that folds up into a aircraft friendly mm-hmm. space yeah. i did the same thing like a big roller bag and it worked right. perfect yeah actually you know and, and it's just part of the cost of doing it okay but, uh, but, if yeah. you're, but other than that if you're just riding basically you so, don't need a bunch of other stuff uh, how much wow. do the how much do the bikes cost you per weekend they do like a three-day weekend thing because they're closed Mondays, right? Okay. And so you bring it back Tuesday morning. There's no reason, right? To bring so back you, Monday. you you've got it Saturday, yeah, Sunday, it's like Monday, three and a half or something like that for the F800 GT. So it's not cheap. Three and a, but three and a half hundred euros. Well, uh, actually, that's that's kind of the washout to the U.S. rate. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's oh. probably three hundred euros, like three hundred and fifty. Yeah, it's pretty close for right three now. days. Oh, that's it's decent. Not bad. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that. You know, that's it's very it's good. not twisted road cheap, but it's yeah. right it, in terms of well, but those bikes I've, are new, right? It was a newer bike. So I've done twisted road kind of stuff, borrowing from friends over there before. Right, and twisted is definitely the word for yeah, it. Okay, <laughs> um, I, I know. a GPZ nine hundred that had all kinds of problems. I don't know. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> So tell us a little bit about riding on German roads and French roads. You can tell when you cross the border by the pavement quality. Right. Mm. <laughs> but you are on the right side of the road, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, so you, like you know, Japan surely you different. made on the incorrect side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, so you, right you're riding for our, makes it easier. for our American listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, you are riding on the same side of the road that yeah. we do in America, which yep. is the incorrect side of the road. No. <laughs> it's, uh, However, it's called improper. Yeah, right. yeah, the improper <laughs> side of the road. So that's familiar. Yes. Um, the road quality is obviously very high. What about yeah. the standard of driving? Uh, the drivers there are almost universally excellent. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And very aware of motorcycling. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really? They're really good? 
Yes. Yeah, like, they are. They're skilled. Yes. I was going to say better than here, but that's not hard. So, uh, <laughs> well, there's guys I ride with every May. I've got my May ride shirt on in Tennessee. And there we ride like a bat out of hell. You know, there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's stupid shit going on. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there are places you can do that in Germany. It's not quite the same, but it's a sporting pace because there are no shoulders right. oh. on the roads, the B roads. Oh, my God. And the B roads are where all the fun is. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, of the course. The farmlands and now, the forest is gorgeous. Did you manage to get out onto the autobahns? Oh yeah, yeah, I've done that. So, before. I mean, the obvious question, and I know it—it strikes terror in the in in the heart of many American motorcyclists who go over there. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no speed limit on the autobahn. Now, the truth mm-hmm. is, you can get a speeding ticket, right? Because if you're driving unsafely for the conditions so let's say there's fog mm. or there's rain got it or there's traffic they can give you a ticket hmm. for going too fast right but if the traffic is light and the sun is shining and the pavement is dry theoretically you can go as quick as you want so did you ever experience you're trucking along in the number two lane say doing 80 90 and a porsche comes past you at like 160 you watch for big black sedans in your mirrors right i know those yeah those big benzes they wind those things up and i remember from my time in germany you it was the big benzes that really can move on the autobahn the autobahn is a machine for getting places and you watch your ass and you're passing you in the passing lane and then you get the fuck out of the passing lane. right yes and so um america what we do if we come up behind somebody we flash our high beams now germans don't do that no what they do is you come up behind somebody and then you put your left turn signal on Mm -hmm. and when you see that left turn signal on in the car behind you 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 get the the hell over quick yep yeah see bagel knows because you've been out there you watch for the turn signal Mm -hmm. yep um and Fuck. it's, I uh-huh. found it um, very, very intuitive driving. I yeah. enjoyed it very much. Back then, I was riding a GS 1100, so I had all the power I needed. Nice. I'm not sure how I would feel on a smaller bike, though. Um, being on, like, a, a quick, powerful bike, it certainly made life a lot easier. I've done it on a Versus 650, um, an old Yamaha FZ 600 or something right. like that, and a variety of other things that I've used over there. As long as you've got your wits about you exactly. and you know what you're doing. Yeah. Now, what about the B-roads? I mean, there's no shoulders, so that's kind of scary, but there's a lot of fun to be had on yeah, them, isn't it's, there? Yeah, it's the farm roads. You've got the autobahns connecting the big cities, and then all these B-roads that mm. connect all these towns, and you're going you know, in and out from one to the next. Uh, they usually cut through the center of town, or at least right. in the fringes of it, mm. and then you're back out into the twisty stuff up and down and through the woods and it's really really pretty and how was the weather it was really good for the weekend in germany you know i've got to tell you the coldest june and it you know it sounds like a mark twain quote but the coldest june i ever spent was actually in heidelberg and mm-hmm. it was, wow. jesus it was freezing it's a beautiful city so, though. it's a beautiful city but my god the fog came in and it was mm-hmm. it felt like it was 20 degrees but generally the weather's very good in germany sorry isn't it? Uh, sorry if you have addressed this previously but like what were you there for just for fun just fucking around i work in biotech and ah, we have uh nice. we have an office over there i've been at uh, probably a dozen times mm-hmm. so i've got a lot of friends over there and they the, the european colleagues they do this annual ride they meet up in right. germany at the darmstadt mm-hmm. office and that works great go. man and so you it's join nice. them so now the um the ride in france yes Anything you'd like to add about that? Very similar to Germany or a little more? <laughs> I don't know. Riding in France is a little more visceral and wild, or it used to be. I you know, the French so. drivers are a little more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? It was a rainy, shitty day. 
Yeah. Well, that, so yeah. Okay. So it was colder. It was wetter. You know, about thirty mile, thirty kilometers south of Darmstadt, my boots informed me they were no longer waterproof after ten years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's about that right. on the way out. Isn't oh, it funny man. that manufacturers say, "Oh yes, our stuff's waterproof, water resistant," but then you find out the for water it's water year. resistant, and then those seams oh, start. Oh, for a lot of years, well, it's, they were. it's not. Re- it's not European waterproof. Yes, well, it's American waterproof. These were held boots, and so. Were they? they were, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they were like 10 years old. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay. so they served you well. So, um, so what area were you riding in? The the border between uh, France and Germany, that neck right. of the woods? Yeah. So met up my, with my local host, and this was through the International Fellowship of Motorcycling Rotarians. Wow. Wow. And well, that's quite a title. Well, impressive. It's more IFMR title. IFMR is all you need. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was actually the international president of the club that was, that was hosting this thing, which wow. is cool. Awesome. So we met in Saarbrücken, which was a couple hours away from Darmstadt okay so it's get on the Autobahn haul ass to meet them down there at like I don't know and uh, you're pretty much heading due west aren't you I think or north south south and west yes yeah okay and uh, met them up around a little before nine then we met up the rest of the group over the border in the Vosges area I I don't remember the name of the city exactly but they've got this nice route sheet and how do border crossings work? They just go, right? Like, it's they don't it's Eurozone. It's yeah, Eurozone. It doesn't yeah, matter. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. That's you cool. see the sign, you're crossing the border, but that's about it. Well, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. So last night I spent a few hours putting together a little video of it from the the Sena on the helmet, mm-hmm. and then also using the trip sheet they sent out in advance. And so if you want to see that, you can go to biobikers.com. Great, biobikers.com. Right. B-I-O-B-I-K-E-R-S. That is correct. Fantastic. You know what? Post it. Yeah, I will. Yeah, that'll be interesting. But you made another trip. I did. And this is the big one, isn't it? Where did yeah, you? it was yeah, it was the first time I've ever ridden in Japan. Wow, Ooh. nice. <laughs> that is wild. Wait, this is, when was this trip? Like immediately this is the after following or? weekend. It's three oh, weekends shit, in a row, three different countries. You see, wow, this nice. is not. This is what yeah. happens when you have a posh job in biotech. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to get to ride in Japan. Is smoking weed a posh <laughs> job in biotech? Part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's also kind of like um, having gaydar for motorcyclists. You know, it's no secret that I'm a rider, right? So people who are we just kind of connect and it's like oh you live over there that's how i first hooked up with the germany ride years ago right nice. and, um yeah so what were you riding <laughs> there i was riding this is a bad choice <laughs> it was the the harley street 750 oh uh, made what? in india i you know i don't know what i was thinking oh so so this so is you not... were riding an um, an indian assembled american bike in japan what the hell is wrong you could have had anything i just was a sucker for the you could have had an oh. interceptor oh. 400 <laughs> And you rode so, the shittiest on, let, let Honda talk. Shadow possible. <laughs> My ass hurts so bad from riding that bike. I can only oh, imagine. Too much American pillow so, back there. But. Um, I don't, Scott, I don't even know where to begin. Um, All right, let's just start out. It's like, Japan. When did you get there and what happened? You got the bike through a service or something? Or what's the story? Yeah, here? they've got a rental agency. It's... Um, Rental 819 or something like that. I've got a card from them now. Mm. Right. But you have to take a native speaker along with you because... Mm-hmm. They don't speak English. Well, I'm illiterate over there. The signs yeah. on the right. roads, right. spoken language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. And that was going to be my question. I mean, the biggest hurdle, I think... Because I'm always thinking, of, you know, what would people like to do? And I would, you know, I would do bad things to ride in Japan. Sure. Mm-hmm. But the only way I would attempt it is with, with a Japanese speaker. Yeah. 
um, either somebody from America who accompanies me over there or have a solid contact I can hook up with because I don't think I could handle it on my own. I mean, how would you know where you're going? I mean, obviously yeah. numbers are easy enough. I mean, you could say, right. okay, I'm right. breaking the speed limit. Some things are in, in English alphabet characters, but very few. Right. Mm. Um, so I just stayed in. I just stayed in my friend's mirrors the whole time. It's like, tell you what, and he was going easy because he was on a uh, W eight hundred. Okay, yeah. so we were just kind of cruising. That's but, an interesting yeah. little bike. So just you two yeah. cats, or do you have anybody? Yeah, else? no. I mean, this is uh, it's a guy I used to work with there, Shigeru, mm-hmm. and he was a manager of the training department that mm-hmm. I that I taught classes over there years ago, and we both knew we were bikers. And I told him, oh, I'm coming over there to visit in Mito. You know, it's two hours outside of Tokyo. Sure, mm-hmm. and. Um, so he offered to, you know, set up a ride, and we got the old gang back together at the airport for a final lunch too, which That's was fun. awesome. What? Okay, yeah. What roads? Was oh. it the two gay roads that are up in the hills? The, well, uh, we started in in Mito, and we ended up up in Nico, which mm-hmm. is. I don't know, several hours north of there. We stopped at, uh, so Nico is kind of a resort area, mountain roads, a lot okay. of switchbacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How many lanes? Just one lane in each direction? The switchbacks, there was actually two lanes going up and then a different road, two lanes going down. Oh, okay. Hmm. Which was kind of cool. Now, he, he rides kind of slow, which is fine with me because of what I was on. <laughs> right. Did you have a choice? Well, like, how'd okay. you end up on that? So, this dealership in the, the rental store in Mito, where I rented from, they had two of these bikes in the P4 category. They got P1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. P1 is like scooter stuff. P5 is like the big leader bikes. And he's on a W800. I figure, you know, I don't have to show him up or anything like that. I don't need something big. Mm-hmm. So, I had the choice between the Street 750 or a CB400. And I so should have gone with a Honda. I'm sure it would have been a lot more comfortable. Well, that's okay. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's done. It's, it's fine. really part of the experience. But, yeah. um, so in Japan, they drive on the correct side of the road, which is the same as like England. The Brits, yes. Did that take a little bit of getting used to for you? Not at all, because I've done it in Singapore before. Right. And then driven cars over in the UK yeah. when I've been over there in business. And, you know, a lot of people kind of throw Britain under the bus and say, well, you know, you're the only country in the world that does this. That's and it not is true. not right. so. Mm-hmm. A lot of... Places that Britain colonized. <laughs> Drive on the left. The Pommies. Right. Exactly. Um, but Singapore's one. Japan's yeah. obviously the other one. India. Um, India is Australia. another one. Australia. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of the stands. Yeah. So, um, You're afraid of people jousting back then. <laughs> um, yeah, isn't it? Because that's the side you joust on? It is yeah. indeed. It goes back wow. to the jousting Good. Games. I've told a lot of classes oh. that, and I want to make sure it was true. No, it's, abs- <laughs> it's absolutely true. So oh. you don't worry. You, you know, I, I'm sure you give your classmates uh, your students just perfect information and that is accurate that's exercise 22 i think right yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> with pool noodles or driving along um, the side of the road so my question to you scott yeah. um it's you know it sounds like an amazing experience would you like to do it again on a better bike absolutely yeah, and I think what I would do is go to Hokkaido. That's the island mm-hmm. that's got the best reputation for motorcycling there. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah. uh, Shigeru was saying he's got a trip planned there next year where he's going. So, did you cool. encounter any of the local bikers over there? Not necessarily yeah. to talk to, but just to observe. Oh, absolutely. In and that, you yeah. know, this is the greatest mystery. If you were to ask any of us in the in this room about the Japanese biker culture, one word would come up: bazooku, because everyone thinks about bazooku. these. Bazooku. 
Zuzaku? Bozozoku, yeah. The, these bazooku bikes that literally are... <laughs> Bozozoku. Um, crazy bikes. I know. I expect Godzilla bikes. to come out of the river every yeah. time I see those um, things. And that's probably a very, very small... Probably. I didn't see evidence of subculture. that. Subculture. Yeah. I just saw some other young guys on sport bikes who were up in the twisties with us. And right. And I'm cool. thinking, yeah. you know, 400 is a very, very strong category over yeah. there. That's a nice size. It's You know, they're well, a great a size. They make good power. Yeah. Um, and and they, physically, they're, they're very compact. It probably wouldn't hurt my ass so bad either. I'm and sure have, it wouldn't. They have uh, cool 400s over there. Like, they have an yeah. Interceptor 400, like yes. V4. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still well, make it. but My, my favorite ah. was seeing, this is on a previous trip, seeing a Magna 50cc. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh There's wow. a fundamental misunderstanding of that name. <laughs> so you were just there for a weekend, huh? You didn't do I a... was there for a week, but the oh, rest okay. of the time I was on business. Right, right. okay. So okay. during the weekends, though, and then plus, uh, that Monday was a holiday in Japan. Yeah. And okay. so it's like, a oh, bummer, I guess I have to ride a little <laughs> bit longer. <laughs> right. Tuesday. What's, what's, your, what's your best uh, amazing takeaway from riding in Japan and just... Like, Part, I mean, partially just experiencing the culture. I, this is the first time you've been there, yeah? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I've been oh, no. to Japan been many before. times. Right. But this is some different Sorry. experiences, yeah, too. Yeah. So my friend booked us a couple rooms at this onsen lodge, right? It's a more traditional lodge where, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they've got the slippers and the, the robe in the room, and they've For got sure. the PA system in the rooms. And so when they're having the meal down in the communal meal room, your breakfast or, or dinner, they announce it over the PA right in your room Hmm. and everybody goes down there and some people you're wearing your robes and your slippers down to the meal it's like oh wow this is very different wow that sounds cool yeah. Um, is is that co-ed or gentleman only no it's it's families and everybody it's it's fantastic yeah very different culture mm-hmm. and i think i think it's so different that's what would make it interesting but you know i'd be frightened to try it on my own i'd really want Ooh, I it totally made a difference yeah i knew yeah. a friend of mine yeah. went there by herself like like 10 days and she did by herself didn't speak the language she's like yeah don't do that it was like totally <laughs> suck like couldn't order food had a right hard time getting around we, so. you know why but if you do have someone you can partner with you know yeah. that that sounds like a no I, language trip. helps big time there oh, apparently yeah. Yeah. So. i'm reminded of Oh, gosh, Naturally. 15 years, 20 years ago now, when I first restored the water buffalo. You remember the bike that I do. you Beautiful. commented mm-hmm. over at the museum? Mm-hmm. Well, back then, nobody was really restoring those bikes here in America. And I'd been onto the Japanese websites, and I knew there were parts I wanted mm-hmm. for that bike there, but I didn't know how to mm. navigate through the websites. Squiggles because, and scribbles. And if you click on the wrong <laughs> thing, you know, this, like, baby Godzilla pops up. <laughs> so, you know... You, you bought an octopus. Congratulations. Exactly. <laughs> so, I went down to the local Japanese restaurant, and I, I said Perfect. to the chef, I said, hey, man, would you help me, please? I'm restoring this bike. Mm. And he says, I don't know anything about bikes. And I said, you don't need to. Yeah, just read this to me. Just read this. Tell me what this says. Yeah. And if there's a picture, and sometimes it did, it said, click on here for the picture, which he knew, which I didn't. So we click on that, and then he'd say, is that what you want? I say, yes. And we click on it, and then just put in my credit card details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very trusting. Mm-hmm. Week later, <laughs> week later, a package had arrived from oh, Japan nice. with a part I needed. That's how we meet so that's, people. You, exactly. Yeah, and we, like we've that. stayed friends for yeah. many, mm-hmm. many years after that. Mm-hmm. And cool. he always remembers, he still doesn't ride a bike, but, yeah. you know, he remembers <laughs> helping me. 
but it's just navigating my way through that yeah so sure. wow you see now that is a ride report right yeah, there that's super cool so, yeah. it's a good so time. i got I'm a looking, question i'm looking at z's post and it's like okay she's sleeping on the ground and park benches and all over <laughs> europe right they're riding full time it's like i'm staying in hotels <laughs> it's just, well, i heard, it, the, I heard yeah, the food so. is pretty awesome there like the quality of food it was great or, yeah. yeah in japan yeah, yeah. so i just have a quick question is the um when you shift Mm-hmm. Is, it's, is it different in Japan than other places? Because I've heard that if the, the shifting is different. Is it reverse shift? Uh, yeah, well, I know is... in the Philippines that you, you, you go up to... F- like wait. Grand Prix shifting, right? GP yeah. shift, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kicking is... No, this was down. this was conventional just shift. Just normal? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I wonder why it'd be different. Yeah, it's uh, different in the Philippines. And well, they, that's, they that's the great... They go up for yeah. first and... Wait, no. Whatever ours is, it's backwards. backwards. GP shift, yeah, yeah. that's called. Right. Yeah. This is the best oh, okay. thing about if you're going to ride on the proper side of the road yes thank you Dave. <laughs> is that at least the controls are still in the right place on the motorcycle mm-hmm. yes mm. Where, so you wave was, with your leg a lot of the and yeah. I, you know yeah. i remember it was as a very very young biker it was always a challenge when i first used to go to the um, to the continent to ride <laughs> because if you're in a car if you're sitting on if you're in a left-hand drive car, so you're on the right side of the road and you're sitting on the left side of the car, you know that the white line should be close to your shoulder. <laughs> and conversely, if you're in a British car, mm. you're sitting on the right side of the car, you know that the white line should be on your right shoulder. But on a bike, it's exactly the same. And I'll tell you when it catches you out, when you're pulling out of a one-way street yep. onto a main street, yes. yep. <laughs> it would always catch me out. And probably <laughs> now, mm. I've been here for mm. so long, it'd catch me out if I went back to England. And what it happens is there's no one else on the road. When you pull out yes. of that side street and there's yeah, no one and there's on the no main gauge, road. And thank like, oh, God. So fucking and then there's a, there's a load of yeah. pedestrians going, oh, look at exactly. you. Well, this, <laughs> this is why I've ended up driving stupid large vehicles in the UK the past few times is because if I ask for an automatic, because I'm just getting off an international flight mm. and driving on the proper side of the road, I just wasn't ready to be shifting with my left hand. Right. Mm. right. And the yeah, only right. automatics oh, out there would yeah. oh yeah, We'll give you this thing, you know. <laughs> so, so uh, Japan-wise, when hmm. do you think you're going to go back, or is that a thing that you, that you might want to do just to ride the bikes there, or what? I would love to. I'm kind of looking forward to empty nest, kind of like Jim is. Yeah, I might have another business trip back there in a year or two. Cool. I don't know yet. Well, you know, if you go back, um, please take one of these dildos with you. Yeah, <laughs> no, take take lots of pictures. Yeah, and absolutely. post them for us so we so we can actually, you know. Is it's the funniest thing, is w- here we are in the twenty first century, mm-hmm. and to a certain extent, Japan is still a mystery to a lot of us. Yeah, it really is yeah. the culture, yeah. how people live in the city, how people live in the country. It's not something you think of. Yeah, and one thing that's cool about traveling and renting a bike is it's a cool way to see the country, yeah. right? When you go to Europe and you rent a bike, like you're always stopping for fuel. Mm-hmm. Like I would stop for snacks a lot of the time, go yep. to a bakery, and it's a great way. To, and you can always start conversation with people. And I think someone yep. mentioned earlier, all of a sudden motorcycle people will kind of gravitate to you, and like mm-hmm. you'll be in a pub and you'll start a conversation. So exactly, it's you'll a great meet way. So and many old men, right? It, yeah, <laughs> but it's easy now because most places you go, you can rent a motorbike. So True that. Fucking do it. So. Um, 
Um, let's switch gears. What yeah. What did it, we do today? Thanks for sharing what, that, by the way, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Scott, yeah. it's thanks great. And we meant to touch base on it yesterday, but uh, last week, but the mm-hmm. time just got away from us. Yeah. yeah. But I'm glad we were able to chat about it today because that is, like, super interesting. Later this week, I'll throw the Japanese stuff together up for BioBikers, too. Cool. Fantastic. Right With great um, thanks to Shigeru-san. Yes. Thank you, Shigeru-san. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Shigeru-san. Domarigato oh, gozaimashita. <laughs> what? Blimey. That is the Wu Tang Clan. Oh, okay, heard. now I understand. Um, what did we do today? Yeah, do um, I, was I saw you early this morning. I did a lot. I was you drinking were white claws in San Francisco. I did a lot. Um, I was actually really early today because I have um, a vintage Suzuki 750 on my bench at home, mm. and I had to drop the paintwork up at my uh, friends in Scotts Valley oh. before I came here. Wait, did you got a local painter here that we don't know about? What the yes. fuck? He's the one that didn't. You my, hold uh, not on us. Yes. All right. Seriously, what's going on? <laughs> yes. Yes. Ed Wait, does. What did, what did he do to you? He <laughs> to <my> you. <laughs> <laughs> he fixed my fairing and painted the bike. Oh, nice. Okay. So, um, so I dropped some stuff off with him. So I was here at like ten forty-five. And then Jim showed up. Yeah, and there you lovely. are. Yeah. You rode three separate bikes today. I know, right? You know, it was awesome. Are we going to actually talk about what you've done to the rally raid before Liza sees it? Because you know <laughs> no. she's going to be. We won't tell that all of it. I'm excited. I think we just gave it up though. I'm Did you actually? Uh, Damage? No, I no, damage? no, no. We, well, no, we improved it. So you just took things off. It. You didn't actually cut things off. Nah. No, cut. I wouldn't say cut. No, I wouldn't say cut. Sculpted. Yeah. <laughs> I would More say like melted. More like melted. <laughs> Remove the excess material. Yes. No, I, anyway, I, I showed it manscaped. This you manscaped yeah. your rally raid. I would say better. it yeah. does look a lot better. I would say well, I, I cut all the fucking plastic off that I hated about that. All right, so what'd you do to it? What's going on? Well, anyway, I just had a. Well, I, I smoked the clutch when we, me and Mike were in the Sierras. Ah, <laughs> oh, right, yeah, because yeah, it yeah. had the uh, Jenner spring set up. Yeah, and did you did you do a uh, Jenner spring delete on it? Yes, I tossed it. That what's a, what's is going to serve so Jenner Jenner spring. The Judder anti yeah, well, it's actually an anti Jenner spring. So yeah. Honda on their entry level bikes do what's called a judder spring an anti-judder spring Mm -hmm. and it goes on clutch plate number one Mm -hmm. which is always the furthest one into the engine and the best way to describe it it's it's two pieces it's a very very thin flat washer with the diameter of the size of the clutch plates okay clutch basket basket excuse me yeah um but the outer diameter is about half the size maybe a third of the size yep and then there's um a convex washer mm-hmm. that pushes up against it and the idea which being, counts as a spring basically yeah, yeah exactly and the idea being if you dump the clutch it will just give you a minute bit of slip it makes for a more forgiving mm-hmm. so it's a it's a doofus failsafe yeah it's a doofus <laughs> failsafe <laughs> yeah and it works extremely well oh. but the problem is um as Jim found out, because your bike has got no friggin' miles on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I took it um, out at like 80 miles. Right. Miles when you get on it, 
it's the weakest wow. part of the clutch. Yeah. And once your clutch starts spinning, it takes all the other plates that was, out. Yeah, I was reeling the fuck so out of it too. Did you actually burn the clutch, or did you just need to take? Oh, uh, you out? saw the you saw the plates, the friction. Plates. Oh, were they oh, rusty? You, were you they all rusted? Yeah. No, they nice were and blue. Burned. They were nice and blue. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, cool. yeah they were, were they warped at all? I guess you couldn't tell. No, so anyway, but but you know that's just you know once you start looking online about it, you understand that's kind of one of the weak parts of the bike, whatever. So I just upgraded to EBC springs and clutch plates. Where were the, where was that EBC clutch made? God save the queen. Thank you. <laughs> God save the queen. And uh, yeah, and, and tossed the uh, jetter spring. Mm-hmm. Just didn't put it in there. Right. And uh, clutch feels great. Uh, feels great. And what was nice about it is working on um, like a fairly new bike. Like you realize how so easy to take it apart. Reuse the gasket, you know. Yeah, and, uh, have to shock bolts. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, <laughs> when I put it back together, it actually works. That is a, <laughs> that amazing. is a super easy engine to work on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I remember when there was a recall. Honda had a recall for cranks in the CBR three hundred version. And it's it's the same engine. It's same a slightly motor. it's a slightly bigger bore version of yours because yours still is two fifty, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, two fifty. Um, mm. But they had a crank recall, and I vividly remember pulling an engine down and actually holding the crank in my hands, and it was still warm from the guy riding it in. Hmm. That's how quickly you can pull down one of those wow. engines. Wow. Interesting. Um, so they're super. Yeah. They're really nice engine oh. to work on. So yeah. Do the CBR two fifties have a jetter spring? Yes. God, because we have a couple of those at one of our ranges, and they fucking suck. The clutch is blow. <laughs> super slip. I'll yeah. bet that's what. What it is. do they slip? They're they slip and they also grab. They're yeah. Grabby. You need you need to do what you need to do is do. You can do it the proper way, which is what Jim did, which is put the whole EBC spring in, or you can do it the cheap hokey way, is pull the clutch apart figure out which which plates are good and which plates are bad and just replace the plates that are bad <laughs> including the th- the extra thin plate mm-hmm. that goes around the judder spring and replace that with a regular one yes yep or you could put some and uh, if shims. you catch it quick enough no you don't need any shims no i mean shims underneath the springs yeah well, well you can if you wanted to or, but yeah but you probably won't need it it's the judder yeah. spring that's the weak link but um if you catch it quick enough if you just pull out the judder spring and its seat mm. and that one hokey clutch plate and just put a regular plate in and just button everything up, you're yeah. pretty good to go. I will talk to But it won't people. be quite as forgiving. If it's getting grabby... Well, we don't put those really shitty riders on it anyway, so... Right. <laughs> but if it's getting grabby, it's probably gone anyway and you'll have to put a whole clutch yeah. kit. How much was that clutch kit, Jim? Oh, gosh. I think the whole thing was like 86 bucks. So not oh, massive. No. Yeah, we're doing not, that. Not massive money. <laughs> no. um, but it was ha- funny, you know, the spring... And how were- long did it take you? Uh, oh, God, I would say, like, total time, like, four, four to five hours. Perfect. Did you yeah. need any special tools? You know, I, what what tool I'm loving more and more, it sounds silly, this whole thing, well, a couple things. One is a spring puller. Yes. Even yeah. on small small springs, it yep. works so well. Yep. Yeah. And then I've just gone to all, like, quarter-inch sockets and things like that. Like, I did most of the engine with just a T-handle wrench. Right, right, right. With an right. 8-inch or 8-millimeter mm-hmm. socket. And it's like, I'm not breaking shit. Everything comes off easy. Right. So, um, yeah, well, I'd say, like, four, because, you know, I go slow. I, I, you know, I take 
stuff off, put it back right. on, take stuff off, you know. But but I actually put it all together and it worked. I was like, fuck yeah, that was that was thank right. you, <laughs> God. Yeah, so oh, but that's when we started the morning. Then I took that one home and brought back the Africa Twin. We put the spark arresters in it, and that sounds quite different now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. And right, I think it, it's a little it's smoother. I think the power delivery is actually. But let me tell you, the, you hear a lot of the intake thump on that yeah, bike. It still sounds really good. I was yeah, I was worried it was going to really like sound it's way a cool more tame. Bike to begin with, well, yeah. you know when you actually ride it knock you hear a little of the exhaust but what you mostly hear intake. is the is the intake and it's yeah. not a roar like on a four-cylinder bike it's it's a thump because it's yeah. a twin yeah um, does that give you a different sticker at metcalf and hollister or something or no uh well it makes it legal okay in california i was there gonna say go. do you yeah why do you need spark arresters <laughs> on a bike with like so much emission shit on it? like how could a spark get out of that exhaust i don't bike? know hypothetically anyway. you shouldn't if it's a street legal bike you should be able to go off-road yeah yeah, yeah but mm. um it's if you take the spark arresters out it becomes a modified bike yeah. and it was well, getting quite warm at the back because there is i'm yeah. not gonna say it's plastic i think yeah. it's kind of a composite material yeah. but there's a black end cap mm. on the exhaust and you melted the shit out of that yeah. didn't you was it melty yeah, yeah. yeah. it was all melty and crumbly wow mm. but you know you also it was like a piece of my granny's fruitcake and oh, very crumbly yes. <laughs> <laughs> well then but it also like you mess with the mapping too like it would you know you get a lot of like that poppy backfire and right, stuff right 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 like mm. so you messed you know with i knew mapping. it wasn't it's not running as efficient as it could be and plus it's, it was pretty loud it was kind of right. cool obnoxious but i got neighbors so, and shit so too, you're so. A, you're a happy gym with that then you went home and you came back with your favorite oh yeah the FC1 yeah god that's such a good yeah, bike yeah I just did brakes brakes I did oil changes on all of them I just how many miles you got on the FC1 now like 48 wow, wow. Fucking love but I tell you what that bike new. still sounds Fucking superb fast as fury that's your yeah. commuter right so, Jim you got commuter. you got a workshop in the backyard yeah you're just here for the social aspect of it right yeah well yeah well <laughs> Emma Duh. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I've been. I've but been, that was just how he started. Then all these people showed up. All these people yeah. showed up. And how I, busy? of course, came around. How busy was the garage? It was today? knock. It was busy. Yeah. We like, needed a bunch of new you. people. Or I know I was no, like drinking. We needed you, and once claw. again, you failed us. <laughs> I was drinking like shitty seltzer, hard seltzer water, and like spraying suntan lotion on people. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, what, a, what a tough life. life Spring break um, so you had like seven. steering yeah. head bearings, you had electrical oh, ignition system. So Frank, had... dear Frank, uh, 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 came down on his 535 Yamaha. Mm-hmm. And um, the bike originally came down. The, those bikes have got a nasty little habit. Mm. And the uh, Speedo drive gearbox seizes. Oh, yeah, that's right. And just destroys the drive plate. And it's kind of cool because it's a fail safe <laughs> because you don't want the wheel to seize. But, yeah, right. Um, but we got the bike up in the air so we're like on the head bearings oh my god clickety clickety they centered oh yeah I was so <laughs> badly Knock pointed out to me once when my bike was like bang. that and now it's oh yeah that, totally locked a, into place a yeah. week then, later I switched to a different bike and <laughs> so I just never used the other one again I said to it's Frank I said assist. yeah exactly self-centering <laughs> center assist god almighty it's great so I said to uh, I said to him I said well do you want to do this the proper way or the hokey way, and he said well you know 
I'm kind of short of bread. Can we do it the hokey way? So I said, okay, we'll do it the hokey way then. Um, so we dismantled the whole front end. We took the whole front end off that bike. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the races had little notches yeah. in them. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. said, right, so here's what you're going to do. And this is the hokey <laughs> way, and you've got to remember this. Take that sandpaper. You're not going to oh, sand boy. those notches out, but get the sharp edges off them. Yeah. Wow. And just smooth it all out. So yeah. we scrubbed them down. Um, we lubed the living crap out of everything. Yeah. Assembled it. I tell you what. Okay. I tell you, I tell okay. you what. I tell you what. Worked fine. <laughs> it worked fine. <laughs> He's down the road. <laughs> you know, because it was. Yeah, the the races were crunchy, but all the grease was just so dry and nasty yeah. and just taking those sharp well, edges you, of yeah. those little ruts to be fair those races are now shot peen hardened so they probably last a little <laughs> well yeah exactly <laughs> you were into that thing deep though you had the whole front of that motorcycle apart. well I was planning on doing a dodge so what what I said to Frank <laughs> no I wasn't planning on so what I said to Frank we so had wait, we had the bike. He actually pounded out the races. No, no, no. He just kind of started in there. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. So what I said to Frank, the bike was up on a, one of these stands that goes under the belly, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was very, very stable, and so it was great. And we had it quite high. Mm. And I said to Frank, I'm going to take the top nut off the steering head bearings and you will push up on the forks and then I can get in there and... Preload the shit out of it. You know, and (laughs) squirt some lube in and everything's going to be great. What actually happened was I took the top nut off and then instead of the bike staying where it was, now all this weight was relieved off the front (laughs) and so the bike just pivoted back and Frank was taken by surprise and dropped the fork. Oh no! And so, like a gazillion ball bearings just oh, went no. oh, shit. Uh, all over the parking oh, lot. Did he find them all? Yes. Oh my god! Yes. I, I were they was... shaped like acorns at this point? These ball bearings? Or? They were quite dirty. Uh, um, yeah. So um, I thought, oh shit! <laughs> so, yeah. No, unfortunately, when you get to that stage, oh. the whole thing's got to yeah. come apart. Yeah. And actually, it was for his benefit because yeah. then we did the sandpaper trick and we yeah. did the grease trick. But the thing to remember: it is hokey. It is a dodge. Don't do it. And it, it, it don't again, really though. do it. And I mean, it, and it probably will need to be tightened down again. Well, let me. But aren't, if yeah, you're at that right. point, why don't you, can you just get taper bearings? And well, yeah, but what's it, how's you. he going to get to no, work I know next what you week? Mean. I know. I know. If you but if you do ahead of time, if though. you think ahead of time, look. Yeah. If you get the front end of your bike off the ground and you turn the steering and it feels like sandpaper, or it's clunk 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 click click, you know. Don't even mess around. Just get a, a taper steering conversion kit for yep. your bike mm-hmm. and get it ready and do it properly and just grease the heck out of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, i got to tell you, it felt remarkably good. Also, um, FYI, you probably know this, that your steering head bearings are routine maintenance items. Oh, yeah. They're usually down the road, maybe like 20 plus thousand, if that. But yeah. like, mm-hmm. you still got to check. There it. isn't a mm. single maintenance schedule on a bike mm-hmm. that does not include steering head bearings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, That's important. My, my maintenance for steering head bearings was get on a different bike and cut the old one <laughs> right. up with an angle grinder. Yeah, yeah there you go. Well, the wow. truth Works is... Works great. <laughs> on bikes like your Conky Concourse, your ST1300, to a certain extent, your BMW, your FC1, 
you might as well because getting to them is an absolute bugger. Right. Yeah, this was an ST eleven hundred and my, yeah. and my Vespa. Oh god, don't even get yes. me started on Vespa. What just because of the fairings? Uh, yeah, all the plastics. Well, you know, oh. you gotta take half the plastics so, off the bike just to get to the. Let me tell you my Vespa mm. story. So we had this Vespa at the shop, and the guy said, "This is a very very nice Vespa." I like your Vespa very much, but there is a scratch on the front fender. Will you put a new front fender on it? And the boss said, yes, of course, we'll put a front fender on it for free, <coughs> just for the cost of the fender before it goes out. Well, you've got to take the whole bloody front and off the frigging bike to do it. Yep. Um, and it was it's a right pain in the ass. let me tell you. To replace a fender? Yes, yep. you've got to drop the whole front end. <laughs> yep. Because the, because the fender... Why? Because the fender is kind of encapsulates. Well, mm. Vespa's it's like the tortoise shell, right? Vespa's it's a tortoise a, shell. They have a single-sided uh, front front fork. Because it's stupid. It has a trailing, stupid. trailing link with stupid. a wheel that just bolts right onto the hub, which is really great if you want to change your front wheel, yeah. but it's a real pain in the ass stupid. to change your fender. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. stupid. I'd probably take the trade up, <laughs> honestly. It's terrible I'd, design. I'd take an easy front wheel right. over an easy fender. Because which do you, do you change more often? Mm, wheel. Yep. Bike. Well, you hope. <laughs> yeah, bike. For me, bike. Trade <laughs> it in and buy a motorbike. Yeah. That'd be well, the best like bet. That. Oh, I'm being handed a note. Let's have a look and see. What does he say? Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, we, 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 we're doing okay right now. So, sure. What else did we do today? We saw a couple of old friends. Um, yeah. Well, what was up Scott? with that uh, that Yamaha? That uh, was it a four hundred with the ignition issue. Oh yeah, that was a cool. So we got that bike for like seven hundred bucks, six hundred. Yeah, bucks. he did so really well. So runner with um, a title and it's, new rider. It's it's a brand new rider. Oh. Um, it's Sean, and Sean uh, goes by the Ironworks guy, and we actually met him. At, at the one at the one show yeah. last February. Um, well, I think it's his son, and his name forgives me right mm-hmm. now. Yes. Oh, I was just going to say something else worked out. Not here. Reed says hi. We pulled out the transmission on the R65. <gasps> oh, fantastic! And put the other one in, the one that Blaze rebuilt out in Pacifica. Nice. So nice. by the end of the year, why don't we see airheads here? Well, you're gonna. Okay, by classy. the end of the year, it should be down too here. Classy. R6, hey, got an this will not be that classy. R6, <laughs> R65 is my favorite airhead. Okay, well, no, good. it's a great we'll bike. To bring it on down. Um, Do you have a favorite color? Um, my favorite color is green, darling. Racing, green. R- British okay. racing. Red. No, just green. Do you like the blue? The blue they did on those R65s? So? No, it enrages me. I get enraged <laughs> when I see blue motorbikes. <laughs> um, Sorry, go ahead. Go back to what you were saying again. So, um, we lost our train of thought. So that was the ignition on that uh, Yamaha yeah, 400. Yeah, so it got, yeah, it got an ignition on it that had <clears throat> failed. Well, didn't they switch it out with an aftermarket? Yeah, he switched it out with an aftermarket ignition that failed. Um, you know, I'm kind of on the fence with... Aftermarket ignitions. Um, some are good, some are not good. I haven't got a magic wand that tells me which are the good ones and which are the crappy ones. So I tend to stick with points. The water buffalo, let's go back to the water buffalo. That's still running points, and it always will. Um, most of my bikes, if they came with points, I will stick with points. Um, the exception is if I've got an OEM ignition system and I can kind of upgrade it with that usually I did a lot of work on Suzuki, big Suzuki 4s um, and the very early ones had points 
but the later ones have Suzuki electronic ignition and you can retrofit them and it's not hard um, I'll go that route but you know most of the British stuff I build these days you can buy tons of aftermarket electronic ignition by companies like Boyer Branston, TriSpark, um, there's a couple of Australian companies, and they're really good stuff, but I still tend to put points on them. I did like watching you adjust it manually, though. Oh, just by by here, yeah. Yeah. Well, the guy said, I mean, the guy had worked on it before, so like, oh, I had to retard it completely to get the thing to run, and that kind of rang a little bit of an alarm bell with me, and I fired it up, mm. and it was like, oh, my God, this thing is so flat. Um, mm. And so, yeah, it, it's a backing plate, and I just backed off the screws, and I was just doing it entirely by ear and just adjusting mm. it by hand with the engine running, and I knew you were impressed by that. I know, that was. I love it when you just do stuff by <laughs> ear. Whatever you know, it is. Yeah, I love um, it. That's great. But they're quite, toot, toot. Yeah. But it was what, one, only one cylinder was Yeah, firing? it was running on mm. only one. One side oh. of the ignition was down, and we did a quick diagnostic by switching the wires from the ignition and the plug caps over. Mm. Um it didn't switch sides, so I knew it was the um, the side of the ignition that was down. So he needs um, a new ignition. It's pretty cheap. Um, he can get one shipped out. Bang good. Bang good. <laughs> no, there's um, there's a company in Florida called Mike's Mike's XS, and if you've yeah. got an old air called Yamaha Twin, it's pretty much the go-to source. It's a cool looking bike. Uh, as far as ignition nice. goes, I've been uh, lucky on eBay just getting like you know. OEM ignition that's been crashed. A lot of the times, it comes with the gas cap and hmm. your actual ignition, and your you know. You well, know, you're talking about the switch, darling. Yeah, just the switch. No, I'm I'm oh. talking about the triggers. Oh, um, the yeah, the actual. I mean, nowadays with electronic ignition and fuel injection, they mm-hmm. tend to call them crank position sensors. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I call them triggers. Yeah. It's a it's mm-hmm. a trigger. It's a it's a magnetic switch that when the flywheel goes past it sends a signal yeah. to the ECU and sells the coil I'd be very happy if you make a little spark for me now yeah the little round the disc with goes, the things poking out the side is that what you're talking about <laughs> yes exactly those little spinning round things mm. those things that's the technical term for oops. it oops those, those things that we all like and there's sparking and there's explosions going on yeah. it's a wonderful thing indeed and the internal combustion engine or the infernal combustion engine is a thrilling device mm. indeed it's absolutely thrilling so um, he showed up and he's going to buy himself an ignition and come back next week yeah. and I'll set that bike up for him so he's okay. basically at the moment he's riding a 200 cc single uh, so um, hey, at least he's riding it that's he's a, riding it but you right. know what guess Good what score. when i get that thing onto two cylinders he's gonna crap uh, his it'll be pants is yeah. it, that's Shut. not that's not bad for it yeah, it it's is not quite, great. It's not great <laughs> for it, but what can you do? You know, I yeah. said, oh, hey, man, you know. It's, what does uh, it do, physically speaking? To Well, there's a variety of things it can do. Um, it can wash out the bores. Mm-hmm. It can, um, because if you're not igniting the fuel, the fuel is still coming through. Yeah. Right. So, so it's, real it's goofy got to, in there. yeah, it gets kind of you know the fuel can wash out the bores and cause premature wear on your piston rings it can fill up the exhaust and then when you finally get it to fire (laughs) you get 
quite a jolly explosion, and that's usually quite good fun. Um, a lot of gasoline can end up in the oil pan, um, and that can cause a quite jolly explosion. So is, um, is this his, his primary mode of transport? No? Hopefully no, not. I don't think so. Okay, good. No, and I said, look, ride it home. Don't ride it yeah. again until we get this ignition sorted out. And he, yeah. you know, he's yeah. seemed to yeah. be on board Well, he's cool, that. and he's from town, so yeah. he's in town, so he'll oh, be good. back. Yeah, he's working uh, yeah. at UCSC. Yeah. But, like, so it's a, it's a good-looking bike. I mean, it's got that funky kind of seat, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's like? the, that's the stock a, seat. Yeah, yeah so, but it's got the old duct tape seat cover, yeah. which is we like. Right, yeah. You know, that's well up to misfit standards, yeah. having a duct tape seat cover. And then Charlie had his bike apart today. Yeah, well, he's he's refreshing the top end on his YZ250, um, and I'll do a little port and polish on his cylinder head for him, like I did on the uh, DR400. Mm-hmm. So I'll give him a little bit more power. Mm. Isaac? A yeah, uh, related note, you guys, I, I've been trying to convince this guy, there's a... a kid who's in one of my classes at uh, school and he uh i've been trying to convince him to come in because he lives just down the street from me i've managed to pawn off a lot of parts for my old magna on him so far right <laughs> he has he has an ascot the v the v twin yeah 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 that's and, a great uh, engine yeah so he's, he's crashed a little bit but i gave him the old uh, throttle tube off, the, off right. the magna the throttle assembly and the bars and um and then i gave him uh and one of my old SD1100 exhaust pipes because he needed the Y joint and he's already welded it on there. Nice! And, sounds, nice. and he Good doesn't man. have the muffler on yet so it sounds basically like a potato egg. Um, sounds, <laughs> cool. It does very much potato. But yeah, you might see him in here at some point because cool. I've been, I've been well, to tell Thanks for the warning. Everyone yeah. is welcome <laughs> except scooter riders because it's oh. stupid! Oh, oh wow. <laughs> no. That's cold-blooded, man. Man. We went on this shit. Out, out of out. everyone in here, I love the bagler the most <laughs> yeah. and he knows it what's up and we and we went on a, uh, a nice scooter ride today with the santa cruz scooter club yeah. there's a santa cruz scooter club yes there is oh. yep and uh we they're they're having the uh, did oh. you do a crochet class or? No, did they no. did, do they all no. not wave back you uh, yeah nobody went back but we went out for the uh, the open studios uh, oh, uh this cool. weekend oh, yeah. where yeah. Uh, different Ooh. artists in the santa cruz area santa cruz county basically open up their studios for people to come and visit them and because a lot of these places are up in the hills and back some you know really long twisty roads it's a great way to go out go for a ride so cool we so went out, we went out to how like, many went uh there were only three of us we went okay. to three different studios okay. and um there was a uh, a nursery that was having a farmer's uh open house day or something kind of thing uh which was kind of cool too and uh, yeah, so we just made a made a big ride of it through the South County. Did you get, did you get cheese? Were they serving cheeses at these places? Yeah, well, they they do what the cheese. hell is it with cheese? It's fucking delicious, goddammit. Yeah, there's cheese and there was nuts and crackers yeah. and cookies, fresh baked cookies in one place. Mm. Yeah. Cheese and is wine and second cheese most erotic that, food. That's yep. right. Yep. Erratic? It's erotic. Oh, I thought you said erratic. <laughs> Good lord. If you like that. Um, so a brief ride report from the bagler yes yes fantastic so I, I saw uh, a valve seat out of the head today oh yeah yeah I, I, I didn't realize that could actually i thought what? it could actually happen but i've never seen miss, a loose miss, valve seat oh i've seen them what's a valve yeah. seat so basically what happens you everyone here is familiar with a cylinder head mm-hmm. yeah. a cylinder head and the valves mm-hmm. open and close mm-hmm. but they don't open and close against the aluminium of the head there is a hardened valve seat and they make them hardened because um unleaded gas 
causes the combustion chambers to be so hot. You need a hardened valve seat. And that's like a washer that fits in. Almost it's like a ring. cup. Yeah, it's like cup, a cup. It's yeah, like a ring. rim. Press yeah. fitting? Yes. Yep. Well, it, it usually Typical. the head is cast around it. It's an extremely um, tight fit. Wow. Yeah. It's an extremely tight fit. So in bikes like that GZ250, which uh, have a chronic no. overheating problem. Ooh. Yeah. Um, dissimilar metals. Dissimilar um, metals. Um, it can yeah. drop a valve seat. So um, I've seen it many times before, mostly in big air-cooled singles. Mm-hmm. The last bike that dropped a valve seat on me was an XR650L. Hmm. The electric start one. Um, and again, it'd been chronically overheated in the past. Somebody had done some hop-ups on it. Loud exhaust, um, hokey air filter, no carb modifications. And it was lean. It was lean. It was hot. It was bothered. It dropped a valve seat. This one, um, I, I want to say it's just probably chronically deferred maintenance. The oil was... In a GZ250? Yeah, well, the oil was no, just black as a black thing. Um, <laughs> I'd probably never had an oil change. It'd probably been just flogged flat out all of its life. And, you know, the thing is with the GZ, they're tall engines. There is a long way from the oil pump up to the rockers. Yeah. And... You know, it's, yeah, it's it's very vascular, the cylinder head, and it suffers so much from um, if your oil supply gets low or your oil actually starts breaking down, your head's toast, and it can happen so quickly. So, um, Steph, like every other GZ250 rider on the planet, is now looking for a cylinder head. Mm-hmm. So good luck with that. Yeah. We had, not, we had she got the angle grinder out, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. first time. Yeah, <laughs> we've had multiple GZs which have gone by smoky. Yes, because those <laughs> fucking silicon cylinder gaskets. Mm. Yes, boo. Yes, Scott. I was just, you know, what Bagel was talking about about his road trip reminded me of <clears throat> the other thing that I was driving over there in Germany. I got off the um, off the um, F800, and my friend has a an Aprilia Leonardo 125. Mm. <laughs> it's a big difference getting off of the motorbike and onto that thing. Is that oh, a, I bet. Is that a <laughs> scooter? Wow. Yes, it is. It's bolt upright, and the windshield Whoa. is like right at your nose. <laughs> it's crazy. Was it stupid? Wow. It sounds very stupid. It was very upright and very flatulent you know exhaust what? note. Oh, the only scooter I would consider swinging my leg over is an Italjet Dragster, which I think is absolutely yeah. fantastic. It's, that is quite a machine. Yes. It, it's yeah. But it'd have to have an expansion chamber oh, yeah. that sticks about 10 feet behind the absolutely, rear wheel. Absolutely, yeah. yes. It was, it was funny window. bringing the scooter into the, the rental place because I'd tell the guy, oh, yeah, can you keep my the, the, the other bike that I've pulled up here on in your storage over the weekend? Yeah. And I told him it's Aprilia. He's looking around for the Aprilia. Yeah, and there is a little... It's the scooter. Oh! (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so there was kind of trials and tribulations with that. Um, I did so much today. I'm trying to think what else we did. Going back just a little bit, like, the uh, apparently the the type of fitting you need for some that valve seat onto the head is some in the nature of an H7. Which what? requires a, a high interference shrink fit, shrink fit requires large temperature differentials uh, large temperature differentials of parts to assemble. Mm-hmm. So uh, that head must have gotten really hot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. So like yeah, it got smoking. And so here's what exacerbates the problem: mm. is when 
the head gets that hot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. generally the cam starts eating itself and the followers start eating Ooh. themselves. So the valve clearances yeah. get very, very big. Uh, yeah. So instead of it okay. opening nicely, it's banging it's, on yeah. top yeah. of the valve while it's, stem while at it's an already angle. already overheated. Which, because it's partially overheated. The so valve's now getting side-loaded too? Yeah, so yeah. your valve's getting mm-hmm. side-loaded yeah. and the head's getting hot yeah. and, 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 mm-hmm. and. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's an absolute disaster. Bang, yeah. bang. Um, <laughs> and, yes, yeah, so, um, you know, she'll find a head, or I hope she finds a head. Yeah. Um, if not, it's going to the uh, GZ250 yeah. Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Probably worked the shit, Was, though, I'd imagine, the head. And didn't Frank's girlfriend have a side cover off? Yeah, well, she's got the same problem with doing? her little rebel um, of what? the uh, oh, anti-judder spring she took I a know. dump. Um, oh, okay. The only trouble is the earlier rebels had a slightly <laughs> different setup. They got that castellated nut, which you must undo to get to the clutch. Mm. Are you talking about Vanessa? I've done a clutch in a rebel. Yes. They Sorry. don't have the old ones. Don't have judder springs, do they? Yes. Yes. This one didn't. Well, somebody had probably <laughs> taken it out. Yeah. But, um, you know, hers is one of the last of the line before they went to the single. Mm. Um, it's yeah, hard yeah. to fuck those up. Yeah, I know, but hers has gone. But we didn't have the castle tool to get that nut mm. out. So, um, uh, yeah. so we banged everything back together again. And I said, well, let's do it next week. And she said, that's just fine. Okay. Yeah, um, I, had, I had to make a, a castle tool once for my... Uh, my 65 Heinkel when I first had to take the clutch off because there was no finding a tool for a 65 Heinkel. Is <laughs> it <laughs> grind a socket? Is yep. that what it was? Grind yeah. down a socket. Yeah, yeah and you do and the... Yes. And it worked. Actually, I would consider riding a Heinkel. It, it strikes me as a very cool-looking thing. It is. Well, you might get a chance in a couple months. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Got my, my engine has been uh, rebuilt and is running and will hopefully be shipped back to me soon. Woo! Um, I thought you were going to go electric on that. Well, no, that's that's my 65. Oh! That's, that's coming back. The 58 is going to go electric. And I'm currently searching for uh, donor electric bikes for that. Okay. <laughs> oh, very good. Okay. Yes. Well, if anybody's got a donor bike for that, um, <laughs> ride us here at the Misfits, and Bagel will take it off your hands. Sure. Um, you. Do we need to talk about anything else? Yes, we do. We need to have a talk about emails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bagel, do you have an email? Bagel, yes. long one. I do. Um, Paraphrase it if you want. <clears throat> well, it's, it's okay. It's it's a uh, serious one. It's a serious one. Um, this is from uh, Brent Vanderweel, which I have to say is a really cool name for uh, for a biker. Uh, Vanderweel. Vanderweel. No, he, well, that means is Brent of the wheel. <laughs> ah. So, um, but uh, but Brent writes in with uh, a subject that says something a little more serious, and uh, he says, "Hey, misfits, it's me again. Before I start off, I want I just want to say thank you for." your previous advice about cheap motorcycle traveling. My trip to Colorado went perfectly. So well, in fact, I spent three weeks living off the bike instead of just one. Whoa, nice, dude. And logged 11,277 miles oh, nice. instead of the original plan 4,000-ish. Good job. Hard wow. Cool. Yeah. Wow. All right. On to the serious stuff. I recently discovered a rider named Adam Sandoval and became obsessed with what he is doing, the mission he is on, and how he is raising money to support our veterans. And actually, I should say before we go any further um, that this is a very serious subject, and I do want to let all of our listeners know that uh, this does uh, contain uh, mention of suicide. So if you have a uh, an issue with that, you may want to fa- fast forward uh, a bit. Thank you, Bagel. You want to make sure that is is cleared up first. Um, 
So, uh, so he said that uh, it was talking about Adam Sandoval <clears throat> and how he's raising money to support our veterans. And uh, he says, it made me think, I want to do something like that, but instead of for veterans, for suicide, suicide awareness and prevention. Only problem is, I have ideas floating in my head, but no idea how to turn them into any sort of reality. Here's where I'm going to share for, for uh, far too much information with you all. Um, suicide has been an all too large part of my life. Uh, my senior year of, of high school, my lifelong best friend committed suicide. It left me absolutely destroyed. Mm-hmm. I have struggled with depression and suicidal thoughts before and was at the time at th- that he took his life. It only drove me further towards the edge. About three months after we buried him, I made my first attempt, which left me in the hospital for 15 days. My second attempt happened one year later. I am very fortunate to have found my way out of my depression and suicidal tendencies and can say I no longer have any of those thoughts. I now work as a part-time paramedic on top of my full-time job, and I'm consistently surrounded by those who, who, make the same, who make the same choice as I did about their own lives. But it drives me to find ways that I can raise awareness for people that feel this way, that want to make these choices, and if they ultimately do, to find support for those they leave behind. Mm. Here's where Adam, motorcycling, and the misfits come into play. My grand idea is to create over the winter a series of group rides, events, and whatever else people can think involving motorcycles to raise money and support for charities that can distribute the funds to suicide prevention organizations, sort of how Adam is doing for vets. Hmm. I should clarify, I'll be planning this over the winter, making the rides for the spring, summer, fall of 2020. I'll get to my main questions now. Uh, First... How do I go about creating these events, such as group rides, from scratch? I know you guys have the Moto Food Tour or involved with Whirlwur, so I thought you might have a few good ideas. Second, what is a decent way to advertise these events? I can dream these up and show up in a parking lot some, some Sunday by myself, but if I don't get the word out, it'll just be me. Mm-hmm. Third, is there any way to get some other companies slash people on board? I've been on previous rides that have met at Harley store, have had vendors and other businesses come and be represented, and have sales going on in the store for the event. Now, I know this was a loaded email, and I, for that I apologize, but I felt you were the right people to turn to to really get this kick started in my brain. I'd love to be able to work with you and the podcast in some way to get this really fired up for next year. Once I get this rolling, I'm all in. Although I suppose even writing this email, there's no turning back now. <laughs> That's enough for me. Keep it weird, fuckers. Brent. <laughs> so my, awesome. I'm going back to the same thing as yes. what I was thinking throughout that email. Mm. AMA. The mm. AMA is a great platform to advertise. You know, we, we, in a lot of ways, we live in a wonderful time because if you want to reach people, if you want to reach people in the motorcycling community, there are plenty of platforms to do it mm-hmm. on line Mm -hmm. but if you want some real clout if you approach the ama and you talk to the ama about your plans and advertise runs via the ama via the ama magazine Mm -hmm. via ama affiliated clubs 
I think it's a it, you're yeah. really going to. I do think well it's a that. mix between the AMA and then also what he's already doing, right? Which mm-hmm. is putting the word out there, yeah. And then just just you know, it's kind of what I call the shotgun effect, where you're just like, okay, you just put it out, yeah. And then people will come around, especially in the motorcycle community. People love to help each other out. Exactly, yeah. Scott. So, I was going to suggest check out uh, Bob Mutchler's book Iron Butt to Iron Lung. <clears throat> he's mm. a polio survivor, mm. and he's done a ton of charity rides mm. for polio prevention. You'll probably get a lot of ideas. Even if the cause is different, um, he's and got what was it? What was the name of that book? Iron butt to iron lung, or pardon me, iron lung to iron butt. Iron Sorry. lung to iron butt. That so there you go. That's something to check out. Yeah, that other so, book's about a rider who gets polio. And it's very sad. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> so, so point number two. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so point number two, my dude. Uh, if you have something fleshed out or you need help fleshing stuff out. Uh, give us a holler, and uh, you know we'll give you a shout out and where your first ride or what your you know subsequent rides will be. Yeah, where, where's where's yeah, your what's, what's his, help, what's his info? Well, uh, he didn't say where he's from, but uh, he's from everywhere, he, he man. Rode, he rode to Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I don't recall if. I well, I mean, you know, eleven thousand miles to Colorado pretty yeah. much could be anywhere in the United yeah, States, couldn't it? it? Yeah. If yeah. you're listening to this, send us a follow up uh, with some basic info uh, what you feel like. Uh, is needed from us and we'll do our but best you know, to do it's, it. it's, it's, yeah if anything we could be the in-between person for well, sure well, one of the yep. things that i think we could we could uh answer for him right now is just how one of the, the first thing he asked was how to plan a ride right. like if you a big yeah, group sorry, ride like that like um well scott did you have any thoughts about that yeah this ifmr ride i was on in france they had a great route sheet up front that starts with the rules and how the ride staggered formation you know your lead chase no passing that kind of thing and then i had stage by stage and this is just a one day ride but they have five different stages what you're going to see on each uh, a stage of it it was really helpful in preparing mm-hmm. okay. so there you go i mean there's and there's some great ideas to start with and you've got the whole winter to plan it if you're planning for spring 2020 summer 2020 um just stay in touch yeah and yeah oh, knock yeah well sorry go ahead knock. yeah i just want to make a note that i understand that it is difficult for people with um severe mental health issues to reach out and thank you for doing that and hopefully we'll get more people outside reaching in to help you and, and your organization, you know, if, if it comes to that. So, yeah. Because motorbikes, that's why. Yeah. You know, and all of us use motorcycles to a certain extent as therapy. Mm-hmm. They are it's, therapy for, for a huge amount of people. Yeah. I was noticing this at the, the Friday night party for where we're. How it's such a solitary sport, right? We're all alone inside of our helmets, right. but it's such a strong social community too. And you know that is the that is the classic um, mystery of motorcycling. Yeah. It is a very solitary sport. Uh, ultimately, it's you and your bike, and that's all that really matters. But you go to the social events, and they're yeah. they're wild, and everyone has a common interest. Yeah, motorbikes. Mm-hmm. Bagel, did you have something to say? Yeah, um, well, I just I think this is a subject that that really might uh, warrant a little bit more discussion. So maybe we could bring this yeah, back up for, for sure for it yeah, like to go into a little bit more depth another time. Yeah, uh, that sounds great. Yeah, and give it uh, some thought. Knock. What do you got? Yeah, I got one from our friend Christopher Reeves. Hmm. Wasn't he Superman? He was. <laughs> okay, he very was. good. This is a different Christopher. Oh, very good. Oh, okay. Well, he's not speaking to you from beyond <laughs> the he's grave. Not mediocre man. Beyond the grave. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> this one's uh, Hi, Misfits. I'm Chris, and I'm from Alabama. Purchased okay. a Honda yeah. CBR 500. Oh, that's a good bike. 
This past spring, I put 8,000 miles on it since last March. Y'all helped me take the first step. Where's where's the accent? Oh, well, I'm trying here. Just <laughs> come on. Right. Oh, come on. I'll, okay, do I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You want to? You want to do fucking do this? I'll do it. All right. Yeah. This is gonna you be, got this for Reeves. You're gonna be all right. This is gonna be. You're gonna be all right. All right. All right. You're on Isaac. All right. I purchased a Honda CBR 500 <laughs> oh! this past spring, and I've put 8,000 miles on it since late March. Well, all right. Sweet. Now, y'all helped me take the first step into taking an MSF course and buying my first bike. Y'all made getting into riding a much less daunting process, as everyone around here is a Harley LARPer or uses, <laughs> or uses Talladega Nights as a guideline on how to drive. <laughs> Thanks for all the hard work y'all do on the podcast, and congratulations on Warwar being such a huge success. Yeah. Nice. As another step towards doing what I want with my life, instead of just letting it pass me by, I want to buy another motorcycle. Oh, cool. I was hoping that y'all may have some suggestions on what bike I should be on the lookout to Stretch pick up Boosa. before next <laughs> As I'm about to turn 22. Perfect. Excuse me. Stretch Busa's on credit. Yeah, because you don't want him to turn 23. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm about to turn 22, and I'm about and I'm getting ready to go back to school. Since I won't have much extra income next year, and I'm probably going to have long rides between school and home, I was looking to pick up a cruiser-style bike, but I was unsure of which direction to go. Mm-hmm. I really like the look of the Indian Scout bobber, but I'm thinking I may be getting into something that may not be great to ride or is expensive to upkeep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to have whatever bike I get paid off as soon as I buy it, and my budget is around 10k max. Oh, oh wow, that's you're in good, good hands, dude. I've never yeah. spent more than 2,500 on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> Any outlook y'all have may uh, y'all may have on this is greatly appreciated. Thanks again, Misfits, Chris. Shall I tell All you right. what? All I'll right. tell you what I do. I'm so sorry, Chris. I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> Um, because I mean this is primarily just going to be to get him to work or yeah. college or back whatever mm-hmm. bike have Saki Vol- Vulcan get a Vulcan oh those get are, a Vulcan those, those are, are great frigging marvellous or a Honda Shadow just make sure it's treated well yeah, yeah. just whatever well, he's gonna, you want 10 grand he's buying new I know no fuck that you don't need to spend 10 grand oh but, wait new yeah a 10 grand you don't buy, buy a new. new bike so yeah. no buy, buy a Vulcan Trouser a load of money, ride the crap out of the Vulcan, and when you're done with the super long distance stuff, you know, the commute stuff. The Vulcan 650? You know. Those are great bikes. They look weird, but they're really good. They kind of look melty. They look like mm. they're. No, the melty, Vulcan huh? 650 is a great bike, good. but they're kind of droopy. They have and great melty. ABS. I don't know. It's just a weird line. They're fine. Hmm. You know, but they are great bikes. They have great ABS. They, you just but can he, only he lean could, them about three degrees. Yeah, but you could even mm-hmm. get a bigger one. I mean, Vulcans are, like, super cool. Yeah. Even the Vulcan 8. I wouldn't buy a new one, though. I would. It's a fucking waste of money. Well, how long... <laughs> oh, shit. Look, how long has he been riding again? Though. Hold on a second. This is... I didn't realize this, but this is the old Ninja Motor that's been, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a Ninja... For years no, and it's, years. It's yeah. not the old one. I think it's the new one. It's the Ninja no, well, 650 the, motor. Yeah, Ninja It's been around... That motor's been around since, like, oh, okay. 06, so... But yeah, no, it's yeah, like a proven but, motor, yeah. It's the parallel to a Ninja 650 uh-huh, motor. Right. Yeah. It's not gonna look like your... Like, your classic cruiser. They look a little future. Yeah, it's kind of no, like... No, they look like they're melted. The, they're, like, a Diablo version of a cruiser. Like no, they look like melty. They look like motorbikes what do they look being like? left out in the sun and like got melty. <laughs> melty. They're like they look, melty. It's a modern cruiser, goddammit. Yeah, it's, it's a Diablo-looking thing. 
Oh, how about the bolt? That's kind of in that class. The Straight, bolts yeah. look great. Bolts. Yes. Bolts look no, really I think good. for ten grand he can buy a stretch boost up with <laughs> with. I swear to God, blue Emma. neon. I swear uh, to fucking God, blue neon underneath it. <laughs> oh God, you know. I had a, oh, I, had a, I had this older like fifty year old Indian dude um, take the class, and then a week later he shows up just to show off his new bike, which was a Busa. Oh God, which he was riding in gym shorts and sneakers. Oh, no. Well, that and, is uh, that guy. is the Busa riding. This uniform. Guy, dude, I walked right up to him. I was like, nice gear. And he's like, yeah, I was just going to the gym. I was like, yeah, you, well, nobody plans to crash. <laughs> oh, yeah, <they're>, uh, <laughs> that guy, that guy, um, that guy fucks. I was a little yeah. salty with him, yeah. Well, no, it's just swing arm. Is that uh, like a European uh, luggage bicycle? <laughs> Something I don't know. There. You know, I th- uh, there's been a video of, of doing the rounds on the interwebs of some guy, I think, on a jigsaw with this long swing arm and he dumps the clutch and the swing arm just kind of folds up. <laughs> That. Boom, that. and just rockets into the back of the bike. <laughs> I guess that's okay. that's all for emails. Uh, Isaac, you've been around. We haven't seen you in a while. Do you have any cool stories? You want well, to no, tell we've got two old. We've oh, got two old God. friends come back. We've yeah. got Isaac come back, and of course, John yeah. Dalton. Hey. Oh, this we is your first time him. back in a while. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I like just walked up to John. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen you forever, and, and I'm like, like, I haven't seen I you forever too. So, um, for those of us who've forgotten or are joining us since you left, um, you are working for the training program. I teach full time with the CMSP training program, which somebody else who I won't so you, out in this room also does. Right. Um, not full time though. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, yeah. but I, you, I'm one of the weirdos in the state that does it full time. There's only honestly about 300 instructors, and we need more. But yeah. so, uh, you're, yeah. you're, so I have all the work I want. You're producing embryo bikers. Yeah, and mm. hopefully saving lives. Yeah. Yep. So but, t- mm-hmm. let's talk about the demographic of who's actually learning to ride these days. It's pretty. It's it's pretty. Um, broad, like I get, I, I work in San Jose, so I get, right. okay. so you get tons of, I get tons of guys who like grew up riding in India. I get, um, <laughs> I oh, that's get cool. I, I grew up riding of, a Bajaj. Plenty of local guys. Um, yeah, a lot of them. Uh, the yeah, they're like grew up riding in India, and they're like, I'm like, where? And they're like, here. I'm like, my home. I've been to, I've been to your home. So I'm going to talk a little bit. It's it's kind of tangential to motorcycles, but it kind of isn't. When I went through my citizenship, um, mm. God. 15 years ago now the demographic of who was going through their citizenship Mm. was very very interesting I mean first and foremost of course were um, people from Central and South America and Mexico and that's the biggest number Mm -hmm. Uh, but the second biggest and bear in mind I got sworn in San Jose were people from India Mm -hmm. and this was quite a surprise to me at the time and so I said I said well you know what what is this because this isn't a demographic you think of and you say ah but you've got to think about where you are you're in Silicon Valley Mm -hmm. and there's something about the education system in India that is particularly in tune with the IT industry you know they really (laughs) produce a very robust IT mentality and of course you know Google and Yahoo and everything were snapping them up and right when I went through all of the first the people who'd come in at the the beginning of the Silicon Valley boom were getting their citizenship so I thought that was quite interesting yeah I, I it's yeah I get tons of those I get tons of people from um from just who grew up in San Jose, right? I used to yeah. get a lot of people from Salinas, but we just opened a range in Salinas, so thank God. Okay, that so we're that. okay. For it's at the Northridge Mall. Oh, dope! So yeah. Just opened that um, Pacific Motorcycle Train just opened That's that crazy. a few weeks ago, um, and so and like before that, anybody in Salinas either had to come to us or go to mm, Slow, gotcha. and that was wow. it. Wow! And, then, and a lot of women too. 
Nice. Yeah, that's I mean, good. And I've had like a, a, a handful of majority female classes, and holy shit, they are so much better. <laughs> like as yeah. soon as as soon as you have Define one that. more one more woman then than listen. woman than man, the whole class listens better. Yep. Right. So yep. just they might not be as like stupidly confident. <laughs> Like necessarily, like right. women, women, yeah, exactly. Women are less likely to think they know what they're doing when they don't. Um, <laughs> they they'll be more open about like I'm not feeling super comfortable if that's the if that's the case, and then they listen well, and so they learn a lot better on average. This is like broadly mm-hmm. average. So mm-hmm. every now and then that happens. That's always so, fun. So I have a question yeah. for you. Race and and, and, and sexism aside, um, well, no, not not sorry, not sex. I did not mean to say sexism. Anyway, um, well, what what I found interesting whenever I took the MSF course is people would already start to click off. You'd see kind of the older folks with the gray beards in the front and the Harley riders. They wanted to have the cruisers. There'd be the scooter kids in the back, and then there'd be you know like everybody would already start to divide amongst themselves. Uh-huh. Do you see people kind of grouping like I want to do dirt or I want to do I'm the, I want to hang out with the cruiser people and become a cruiser person and that's what I th- saw was pretty interesting honestly no okay um which yeah I yeah so I barely remember my MSF class um but mm-hmm. the uh it's a lot of it has to do with just the instructors that are there but as uh-huh. far as as far as students themselves clicking clicking not really okay we get we most of the groups are a very broad blend of like younger guys and older guys and like yeah. um, people everywhere in between um, nice. I've taught some class I taught one class we have another instructor who started teaching when he was 19 and oh, I was 22 at the time and I, we taught a class together where the uh, we were together still younger than 80% of the class which was hilarious <laughs> that's amazing I'm, but but yeah it's I think I think that at least where I work most of the instructors that we have um, just the environment that's created there is very just jovial and on the breaks cool. everybody's Great. hanging out nice. everybody's talking and about that's, a, that's, and just, that's, that's cool. how nice. people learn the best yeah. I'm yeah. going to switch Age gears group. a tiny bit on you Isaac because um, just before you kind of went away you kind of did something quite risky you bought a very sophisticated bike <laughs> with very high mileage, but supposedly well maintained, quite cheaply. Seventy thousand so, isn't high. Oh God, it is. <laughs> you bought. So what no. did you buy? I bought a Kawasaki Concourse fourteen hundred, a twenty ten, no ABS. Right. So but... the, it's the Gen two Concourse. It's a massive mileage for that bike. It's seventy thousand. That's nothing That's not for that bike. Yeah, but I came off an ST eleven hundred with one hundred eighty four thousand. Yeah. Right, right, right. So who gives a shit? Yeah, right. But it's quite a sophisticated bike. How's oh, that worked out for you? It's fantastic. It's an amazing bike. It handles like just a big sport bike. Right. It handles amazing. It's a very different uh, animal to your ST, isn't it? Yeah, because it has suspension from this century. Um, <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, to have compared it with your ST would be comparing a Gen 1 Concourse. Yeah. So, it, you know... Completely different. Fuel injection, everything mm. like that. Now, my complaint is, Kawasaki completely screwed the pooch on the fuel injection, and this it's pretty common fuel injection bikes that they're snatchy at the low end. Right, yeah. that is but quite a with common problem. 1400 cc inline four it's brutal so it has two modes it's got regular and eco and i usually ride twisties in eco because it it it's backs less off snatchy. less snatchy mm-hmm. it's a little more reserved it backs off the engine braking right because if i'm going to lean the bike in and then roll on the throttle to stabilize the suspension 
if I'm not in eco mode and I go back to roll on that throttle, I'm at serious risk of kicking the rear out because mm. it's mm. that Damn. aggressive. Because wow. this bike has and 158 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if I'm up in the higher RPM, this bike has a 158 horsepower, and if it there's no 10%, hmm. it goes straight the moment the throttle opens. It's got um, it's got electric butterflies. Yeah, it's got two sets secondary. of butterflies. Yeah. It's got and the mm. first butterflies are controlled by the ECU and it it kicks and it's, wow. it destabilizes the bike halfway through curve, Ooh, which is a nightmare. Uh, so basically, that's... I mean, on 17, if there's nobody on, I never come off the throttle, but you know, it's it it just sucks. So but what it, I'm it, doing, yeah, what I'm doing about it, I and I thought this was me because I'm not going to blame the bike usually, especially if I'm on a new bike. I'm like, it's not the bike. It's definitely me. Turns out it is the bike. It I look it up. Bike. I went on the COG forum, and every every single person's like, oh, yeah, blows hard. Oh, okay. The yeah. solution is you mail your ECU to this guy named Steve in Florida. <laughs> who knows a guy? Like, who knows a guy? Yeah, he's like, he specializes. <laughs> no, he specializes in flashing concourses. He's run yeah. through many, many different generations of, of this flash mm. that he calls the mountain runner, and you mail it to him. Well, I am planning to ride to Florida in December. And so I shot him an email. I was like, hey, do you live anywhere near Bradenton? He's like, pretty close. Yeah. Hmm. I was like, can I just bring my ECU in person? And he's like, yeah. So I'm just going to drive in. Oh, nice. Nice. In December, I'm going to just blast. I'm going to burn a set of tires going across I-10. And I'm going to oh. bring my ECU. I'm going to see oh, my family prayer. for Christmas. And uh, is I-10 bad? It's long and it's straight. And there's you just end up playing mind games. Like yourself. Oh, yeah. It's going to suck. Balls, but Texas, anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be, and, and a lot of law right. enforcement too. But I'll tell you what. But I have a, I have a throttle it. lock, and my bike gets like ten more miles to the gallon when I use the throttle right. lock. Nice. So. <laughs> but I tell you what, we've just done. We've just run clean out of time again. Yep. Mm-hmm. John. Hey. It's so good to have you back. Yeah. Um, would you come back again and tell us a little about what you've been doing, please? Um, there are, you know, pretty much been lurking on you guys. That's it. Driving my car and lurking. <laughs> right, yeah. but you're still, you're, you're still riding the, uh, the BM Trouble You. Mm-hmm. You don't live around here yeah. anymore? Where are you, man? Oh, no, I'm in uh, Ben Lomond, but oh, my okay. job is in Salinas. I got Ooh, it. And got it's it. a new wow. job. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you're, te- you're uh, teaching, aren't you? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I okay. can neither confirm nor deny this since I am not a role model. Okay. At this point, <laughs> whenever I come over here. So, um, what I've done, hopefully, is given you a good excuse to come back and just talk about what you've been doing because it's so nice to have old friends come back into the studio. Oh, amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's it's nice to see you both. It really is. Yeah, um, but, you know, we, we really have to get out of here because yep. guess what? We've got lives. Yeah. And um, <laughs> allegedly, you, speak you for yourself. dear listener, have wasted enough of your time listening to our nonsense. Yeah, no um, more. If you want more of Motorcycles and Misfits, how could you possibly want more? But if you are a masochist, if you have masochistic <laughs> tendencies, <laughs> if you have unruly children and you want to torment them, you can go on to um, <laughs> Facebook and look for Recycle Garage or MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com Yep. Any other way to reach us, Snark? Send us an email at MotorcycleGarage at gmail.com Or we haven't given out the phone number forever. I don't don't even remember that anymore. (laughs) No. Uh, Order appetizers. 831-291- 
If you're listening to this, call us. Yeah, exactly. Remind us. Yeah, leave us a message. About what the number is. There are people who are going back through the old episodes, so we're probably going to get emails saying, oh, yes, your phone number is this. Well, hey, thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Oh, you guys. Yeah, Patreon subscribers are the bestest. You really are. And who else should we say hello to? Matt at Law Tigers. Because they're Thanks, great. Dude. And a big shout out to where where I uh, video chatted with Liza yeah. the other night. They were yeah. they yeah. were <laughs> flying through Mexico on a crazy south of the border adventure. Right, and but, back uh, on um, Liza's, Liza will be back in town on Monday, yeah. so um, the captain will be back at the helm for next podcast. So mm. uh, thank you for sticking with us while Liza hasn't been around, but she's been doing worthy things. Surprised the garage and hasn't come. We're worthy. <laughs> we're worthy, in Don't fact. Say that. Um, what? And, wow. um, we're, we're worthy. No, no, he said he's surprised the garage hasn't caught on fire. <laughs> oh, okay. It, it has. It has, actually. Uh, <laughs> we put it out. We don't, it's, we don't need, it's all good. It's all good. So um, <laughs> next week, I'm expecting we will do an epic ride report oh from my Liza. God. So um, I think that's it, Nock. Anything yeah. we should add? No, that's it. Let's we'll just get the fuck out of here, huh? So, uh, Henry. Emma Darling. Bagel. Isaac. This is Doc. Scott. John Dalton. Nick and Jim. We are out of here. Cool. Okay. Okay. Okay.